Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phonies! Welcome to Quarters, episode 88. That is correct. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a palindrome. It's a, it is. It's also a Fodies episode. Oh, man. All Fodies, all the time. 2016. A great year. Mm, the last time for we, games. we talk about this year. Yeah. yeah it's the official last time anyone's allowed to talk about 2016. Yep. Yeah. We're we're, we are closing the book. Yeah. And we being me, Mackie. Me, BJ. Chuck. You, Chuck. Me, Harlow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And BJ. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Special I guest. I mean, I it, figured it I'd... wouldn't be 2016 without you. Right. Right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Shitty, shitty no. year. No, it actually, it actually would be 2016 without me because that is the year oh. that I've shown up the least in any no quarters year before. Oh, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> oh, no. Let us do that for you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I showed up once a quarter this year, hmm. approximately, okay. on average. Yeah. Well, that's a good record. Show for exams. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's, Don't do the homework. Yeah, we appreciate you being here, though. Thanks. I took time out of my busy Monday schedule. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All Fodies this episode. So we got a bunch of categories we'll go through, uh-huh. and then we'll get you our actual picks for our favorites of the year. Okay. As yep. we say Fodies, we don't say game of the year because we're not like one of those who's like, trying to be academic and come to some consensus on we have no metrics yeah it, this is more just like hey these are the things we liked and yeah that's I, it you out know, of a list of what we played which was yeah, not much <laughs> it's our personal taste and i know you know people when i listen to shows i know people that listen to this show are like well taste match up with chuck or which is rare but is, you know never chuck plays garbage and hey, enjoys it but hey just kidding chuck oh thank you but no but these are our tastes these are what we loved in 2016 a terrible year for life, <laughs> but a great year for video games. It was, well, it was all right. It was year a pretty good year. year. It was okay. But you know what? We're going to start with some disappointments. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're going to bring it we're down. Gonna, we're not going to talk about our favorite Overwatch characters? Oh, no. We weren't going to talk about our favorite Overwatch characters. We were going to debate our favorite Battleborn oh, characters. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I get yes. those two mixed we up all the time. We need a 45-minute segment that goes into, you know, like the character's backstory, how fun yep. they are to play, yep. how the fanfic is for each of them, because that's all very... Are we going to talk about butts? Very important stuff. We're going to talk about butts? Oh, duh. Okay, good. Why Whoop. wouldn't you talk about I was going to have to leave if we weren't going to no, talk we about... we got best 2016 yeah, butts. Yeah, so we so. got best Battleborn butt. Butts. Triple B award. Goes to that... The mushroom, the big it, mushroom. Yes. Absolutely the big mushroom. Best butt goes to that big mushroom character in Battleborn. Is there a big mushroom character I don't know in Battleborn? Yes, you guys are talking is, about. There is a big mushroom character in Battleborn. Oh. Ah. Huh. Good. But no, biggest disappointment. Right. First cat first category of the year. Okay. Um there's one in there <laughs> that starts it off that I I'm gonna guess Chuck put this in here. Yeah. No. Wait. I didn't put in what was crossed out. It just oh, says, I, I probably did that just because yeah. I figured that's all Chuck was going to put in. So I, was, it, I think I was preemptive striking. I, I changed it to the right answer. It just says America. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Well, it, I, I think we all know that. There's sun, no deliberation yeah, needed. Yeah, right. no. Good job, America. However, the next thing up. <laughs> yeah. Engendered just as much debate. Hmm. No Man's Sky. I was not here for most of that debate. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys hate about No Man's Sky other than probably everything. But uh, we, we, we kind of came around to that eventually. Like it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't we full on, you know, like it's not hate. Yeah, it wasn't full on yeah, hate. No, yeah, like, we're, we're not the Reddit for No Man's Sky. We're not the subreddit yeah. for it. Yeah. You know, we 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 understand it's a game. It's a limited team, but. The marketing did it no favors, and you know it just it it was a it was, I know, a, it was a chore. Yeah, it has its fans, but it's to me it was a premise. They based their premise on the wrong thing, and mm-hmm. they focused on stuff that they thought would be fun. And for some people like BJ, I know a lot of it was, but for people like me and Chuck, we were like, I'm doing the same thing in with a different skin and. Everything just took that little bit too long. Yeah. It just it. Yeah. I, like for me, you know, because I, I didn't play it until a month after all you guys did. And so I kind of got the brunt of, you know, oh, everyone hates this game. But still, I was looking forward to it and I got into it and it just felt. I, I hate to make it sound stupid by saying this, but it felt alien like it just felt like your resource tree doesn't make any sense. Like these blocks aren't in the right place. My mind can't comprehend this. And it's just. It's all just busy work. None of it is any kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And space exploration in a video game should be fun. Mm-hmm. You should be like, oh, shit, check out this new thing. And oh, shit, check out that new thing. Well, and it's just like, oh, man, well, here's the carbon well, planet. And, and it, oh, this planet's got more carbon on it. Sweet. You know, sadly like, to me, the coolest part was going between planets. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. were actually in in a solar system going yeah. between. And, and you weren't really doing anything but flying and then having this planet get closer and closer and fill up your viewpoint. There are moments like that in that game that's like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. But then you get to the planet. And it's like, yep, time to mine some carbon. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was out here too long. I need to break down some iron so that I can, you know, <laughs> reinforce my shield. You know, it was just yeah. it was it felt it felt like all the busy work and none of the payoff for doing the busy work. Yeah. Have any of you guys played since the update? No, <laughs> no because I don't give a fuck about building a base. OK, that yeah. it, it to me, honestly, like it, it felt antithetical to the message of the game where it's like go out and explore and do all this stuff oh yeah and build a base on this one planet that you'll probably never come back to you know because i mean at least that's how the game felt was like all right you check this planet out now you're on to the next one and there's a quadrillion more don't bother coming back yeah so what was it like i mean did it well give you any anything you were looking for um yeah because i like the it so it added basically four little kind of quest line things, which are just go out and explore the universe and find these weird things and, and then grow some stuff and build some stuff. And um, you can also, in addition to base building, you have a freighter that you can purchase, which doesn't do anything really more than be like giant off planet storage. Mm-hmm. But I like, uh, the, I like that idea though. Yeah. It's, it's really weird though, from what I've experienced so far, um, there's kind of limited storage space on the freighter, but you can store a lot of things in only a few slots. So, so you the, get like 12 slots. Okay, so it's like you can have a, a thousand, thousand carbon or yeah. 10,000 carbon as thousand. opposed to... It's pretty... I mean, it's so, not a whole so the lot. the base yeah. was literally like planet-based base? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, that that seems weird. Like if, if they'd added in something like a carrier ship... You know, like, you know, I have a mobile base, like a, like a well, base star, or battle star, whatever you want to call it. You know, here's like, the here's the deal. This is uh, it's what they call the foundation update. 
and they are planning to continue updating past this. This isn't like, hey, here's the update mm-hmm. and now we're done. Um, go away. Everybody stop yelling at us. Uh, it's supposed to move on into bigger and better things, which include like fighters from your base and all sorts of, you know, sure. they've got ideas, mm-hmm. um, which will be bigger than than what they've done so far. And it's just a lay, yeah. you know, to basically just, you know, it's, it's the start. It's the foundation. Yeah, at least they added something there. significant and different to the game. I'm just, I'm disappointed it was something that gave me no no reason to come back. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think what ultimately like I sourdoughs about it is like when we hit that point where it was like, all right, I've, I mean, me personally, I, I, I put a lot of hours in no man's sky and I just kind of hit that point where I was like, am I even getting closer to the center? And like, I'm like looking at the number and like, I actually started writing them down. Like, did I, I, I know I just had a black hole. I should be like exponentially closer. And it was like, here is this little tiny number that I am now closer to the thing. But yeah, I, I think that's that's what ultimately where I, I just was like, all right, I've hit the fatigue stage. Now, do I put this much or more time into it or just look up a spoiler? And when I did, it was like, nope, toss this into the quadrillion suns mm-hmm. because I don't <laughs> have that kind of time. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of stopped at one point. Like, I'd made up my mind to, and I do this all the time, make up my mind and then change it real fast. Um but I'd made up my mind to just churn, like burn for the for the center of the galaxy. And after like two days doing that in spare time, I just, I was like, no, I'm done with this for now. Yeah, I just can't like just keep going straight ahead and straight ahead and straight ahead. I wouldn't say it's my most disappointing thing, but I understand fully why people would think it like. No. I think Sony was pushing Sean Murray to overpromise or to mm-hmm. promise like great things because they because Sony picked this up from a little tiny you know small indie game and was like hey look at this amazing thing hey everybody look this is our yeah. flag our tent pole for this year hey look at No Man's Sky the, and, mar- the marketing didn't do it any favors yeah, except right. for day one sales which you know in that regard I guess it worked yeah. they got they numbers got me but, to buy the collector's yeah. edition but like for me I would call this my biggest disappointment because I mean yeah I watched E3 every year and watched them drag this game out and just be like well okay that's nice but what is it and you can help but fall victim to the makeup game in your head mm-hmm. like i want this game to be this because they never told you what it was so you had no choice but to do that and of course the thing in my head was more fun than what i ended up playing and i think i said on the show when when i was talking about it that it just got to the point where i was thinking like the mining stuff in mass effect just scanning planets for stuff was more fun to me and yeah. that's fucking mundane Mm-hmm. And once I hit that thing in my head, I was like, well, then why am I playing this? This is dumb. I just, <laughs> why don't I just play Mass Effect again and mm-hmm. scan some planets? So, yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, I don't hate it. I, I, I really, you know, and I'm glad for people like BJ and others who have really found joy in it. I just, for people me, it's like just dumb things. You know, I, I, you know, Harlow and I wanted Starflight. You know, we want these, these Genesis space games that were really cool. And this wasn't it, you know? So, yeah. And I mean, to be fair, Elite Dangerous isn't really it either. No, it's not. I, mean, I was going to Yeah, I thought that this game would be Elite Dangerous except when you got to the planet you did more than trade from a menu. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's kind of what in my head, of course, you know, everyone had their own game in their head, but mm-hmm. that's what was in my head was like, all right, this is going to be like Elite where it's cool and you're going between planets and then you get there and you actually get to do something. Yeah. And yeah. you do, but then it's the same thing on pretty much every planet. Yeah. And I, and I I will say like it to turn it back around to something positive. 
I I wouldn't trade the opening hours of No Man's Sky out of my gaming history either because despite where I ended up landing on this game, that opening bit of wonder is still pretty good. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm guessing you probably didn't get that because of waiting so long. But like, I, literally but I also the, avoided a lot of it. Sure. So when I popped it in for the first time, I still had that that wonder of okay. just like, oh, where you know, just I didn't even know how the game started. So just watching the whole like. Oh, what's happening? Oh, mm-hmm. I've crashed. Oh, this is kind of cool. What do I do? Find carbon. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, I'll just well, put it in the slot. Why is that slot over here? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the thing is you've seen in the first few hours Most what you're going to see. Yeah. And that's what I figured. The time. But like, I mean, like meeting an alien for the first time, I was like, oh, holy shit. Holy shit. That is a guy like that is an alien. I'm going to talk to an alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't understand a fucking thing. The alien's saying. <laughs> and yeah. then meeting a different alien. Right. Like. Yeah. Four Suddenly hours later, oh, a new language. shit, yeah. there's new aliens. Yeah. yeah, But like I said, those yeah. opening hours are still yeah. pretty quality. But. It's like, I, I know your word for carpet. <laughs> I don't know why I know it, but I know it. Yeah. Say carpet. Because <laughs> I talked to a monolith you in the middle keep, of nowhere. You gotta go to the knowledge me. stones. <laughs> right. yeah. It told me carpet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, let's enough about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one I have up, Quantum Break. Oh, yeah, I remember Quantum Break. Yeah. It was a game with time. I forgot it was this year, almost. Um, I mean, for the makers of Alan Wake and uh, Max Payne, you know, Remedy, I like the games they make. I could not get into Quantum Break at all, and I think it suffered a lot from kind of being announced when Xbox was in Microsoft were in their TV, 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 TV phase. Yeah. And they're like, we need to make a TV show that ties with this game. And so you had this... Game that was kind of fun to play, but like I found the more I got into the combat, the less I liked it. Mm-hmm. The more I enjoyed just wandering around areas. And then, you know, and then suddenly, oh, it's I'm literally watching a 25 minute cheap sci fi channel show. And oh, look, the thing I did kind of showed up because guys were looking at a blackboard where I solved a, pu- a puzzle. <laughs> right. You know, it's it, it just and. and you know, and they got an actually a good cast of people in that. I mean, they had fucking Littlefinger was great. Like yeah. he, he was the most fun part of that. Mm-hmm. And and I think there were a lot of cool places it could have gone. I just the game it didn't interest me at all once I was actually playing it. And that that's the biggest disappointment is like Alan Wake. I was just like more and more sucked in the more I played, and this one I just felt like I was getting pushed out of it the more I played. And it was a bummer. And it's weird that it's only gone on sale like once since then. I don't know if like they're trying to recoup all that TV money or something. Why but... don't you give me a quantum break on the price? <laughs> oh. <Huh>? You broke Chuck. <laughs> you quantum broke Chuck right there. Yeah. But um Why? But, but yeah, it's it just it seems like it's a game where like for twenty bucks I can tell people, yeah, you should give quantum break a shot. But like I think it's still like sixty dollars in the store and it went on sale for their one sale and that was it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember seeing it Black Friday priced like the no. physical copy anywhere. And it's it's like one of those games I think people are just going to forget about it. Like, like pricing it's just like gonna... season one DVD of The Sopranos. I guess. It's weird. It I, I don't get it. But I, I was just I was very disappointed in that after being, you know, someone who's all about Remedy for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess the next one on the list is mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I... I will say what I wrote down, and then I will explain why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you're a listener to this show, you sure, might understand. Sure, you probably might understand. But yeah. my, my biggest disappointment was literally everything Farsight does at this point. <laughs> From yeah. ever-changing menus to broken sounds still in console versions, what finally led me to writing this down was 
I believe it was last episode, I was bemoaning that Stern Pinball Arcade has come out now mm-hmm. on all the mm-hmm. on the consoles, but the only way you could get it on PC was the Oculus Store. Yep. Because because <laughs> they they actually sort of helped fund it somehow. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, can you get it without an Oculus? Uh, what now you can. Now you can because now it's in Steam. However, it is the most broken thing they have ever put out on anything. <laughs> yep. Oh, I can't even get it to sight. run in my native resolution. Like, well, I for like you can had to get it to run in any resolution. You had to go into big picture mode in uh-huh. order to access yeah. the settings menu like that's when you outside click play, of the game. Like when you click play on Steam, it just launches the game. You have to be in big picture mode, click play, and then you get the okay, here's the configuration. Oh, you screen. have to run setup.exe. Well, it gets worse than that, that would because be better if you did. I hit nineteen twenty by ten eighty, my resolution fired up four eighty p. Okay. Let's exit out of there. That looks like ass. Let's try this again. Ten twenty oh yeah, that's the setting and every everything. Nope. Four eighty p. And then it, I read somebody's thread. It was like, yeah, set your resolution, then stop it and quit out and then start it back up again. And I followed this convoluted thing and I got it to run in seven twenty p. Never to get it in 1080p. Hmm. Period. Cannot get it to run in 1080p. The- I, I've left it installed only because I'm waiting for it mm-hmm. to say it's been updated. And because I was like, "Oh, it's on Steam. Take my money. I yeah. am. I am ready to give you money. I want to play some Star Trek. I want to play some Star Trek. I want to play some ACDC. Hell Here, yeah. Here's my money. Nope, not yet. Yep. Hmm. And and I will say at least they've added. Uh, they announced on their page that. There, there. You are now. If you own the Stern tables that are in there yeah. in Pinball Arcade, they'll work mm-hmm. in that one. You know, Which obviously on Steam. And yeah. I can confirm yeah. that that does work already. Yeah. Okay. That that one that one because like I fired it up. I was yeah. like, why can't I play these other tables? And I went. I just was like, oh, I wonder if it somehow yeah. I can look to my Pinball Arcade library, mm-hmm. which I own these. So at least it's doing that. But sure. otherwise, like, and it's apparent that's coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Not there yet, of course, and, and mobile, sure I'm assuming, is. but if it's even on mobile, but it probably will be at some point, because yeah. that seems to be where they make more of their money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I mean, come the, on. The like, table recreation, fine. It's it's good. I would say pretty good to great. That's what they do. That, that's like, that what is, they do. That is their saving grace. It if, is everything else from marketing yeah. to understanding of when things are going to be released to actually like simple, what are normally simple things like menus and configuration <laughs> options. I'll Unbelievably say, broken. I'll mm-hmm. say also, um, just, you know, because I like to throw a few positives in here. Whatever engine runs their physics mm-hmm. and everything, great. Oh, yeah. really oh absolutely. Good. It is fantastic. Like yeah. they're, yes. so they're, Once you're in and playing pinball, all, all it's good. Great. It's mm-hmm. getting there that it's like, come on, Except guys. Except for the fact <laughs> that it sounds like you're listening to it through a dog shit speaker. <laughs> yeah, the PC version, not as bad. Like, I mean... The they, PS4, they the PS4 they they fucked up and have never fixed. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the things mm-hmm. I was listening among that. So yeah, um, and I will say like this year, playing a lot of virtual pinball, and I know obviously this game is broken and regular pinball arcade. I don't know that works. I was seriously starting to consider VR for the sole purpose mm-hmm. of like you always make fun of me for my wacky little kid version of pinball, but <laughs> the one right above it is too high for me. Like I can't explain it. I know. I know. Which you're is saying, weird because I know that you are standing when you stand at a pinball table. You sure. are like a foot above where that baby baby mode is. Right. But I'm saying like at the, least the, the view above that is like too high for me to like. I think because when I play, I move and down I, I look smoking, down. Son. You know, I, I like. Yeah. Well, you lean in. You look over yeah. there. I mean, you look at stuff, and and there's really not that 
mode in yeah. regular. And I, and like suddenly it clicked. I was like, "Oh shit! I could be sitting yeah. here yeah. and like move my head around and look at, mm-hmm. at like actually look up and see the you know the skill shot." Which one's lit, yeah. you know, and actually see yeah. the ball without... And, and certain fields, like, you know, the set views they have works for the bottom half, but it might not work for the top half. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I hate that, like, not fixed camera bullshit where it jumps all over uh, the table. Yeah. That's the worst. But, I, I mean, I can't decide on one. My biggest problem is that I'm farsighted. Haha. And that, you know, none of these things oh, are the going irony. to work right. You know, so... I mean, you su- just get farsighted. <laughs> supposedly, ah. the Vive has uh, an adjustable visor thing inside of it, but it's also the most expensive one and the hardest one to set up. But also, it it provides you, especially with your living room, mm-hmm. you have a wide open for the most part right. living room, which would be cool suit the Vive sure. better than any of the others. Yeah. I mean, I know, I guess Oculus is getting some some shit, but um, well, they they have they, they have those motion controllers now, but which, which yeah. when you add them on, hey, guess what? It's the same price same as the Vive that comes with yeah. it. So, yeah, um, I would say let's or you should do it, and then we'll build you a little <laughs> a little thing that's just the size, the width of a pinball table, so you can stand at it. Oh, okay, and have a physical thing to to lean up against. Okay, wiggle, mm-hmm. wiggle, wiggle, <laughs> wiggle. <laughs> I, I like I said, I just, I mean, I. Like a year from now, I'm going to give it serious consideration. Yeah. Like, that's just kind of where I'm at. But and also, I also read all these hands-on where it's like, man, the Rift does this better, but the Vive does this better, and the, the PSVR is the most comfortable one. And I was like, I hear the PSVR is a really nice yeah. piece of hardware. Yeah, but their hardware, their catalog is very limited. And at least with going PC, you can download all the other weird shit. Yeah, like Vive all is 100 free games. Vive is 100 percent open source, so it's like anybody can put any 360 video whatever crazy shit you want to do the rift is a little more locked down i think so hmm. i don't know anyway all anyway, right side tangent there yeah we got one more disappointment and that is once again i think this is a one of our disappointments of the year every year that's me me and playing games <laughs> i think i should just leave that in the template it, it should be part of a template just because make it the c- category name <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um i am an embarrassment to playing video games and this podcast um and myself quite frankly um co-host of a video game podcast that has been running for 94 years and you're i play a, nine video games a year you're a featured guest I, yeah. At this point, yeah. yeah I'm a really have something to say. <laughs> well, like, just yeah. like if we were making months. the IMDb credits, it would just say credit only yeah. <laughs> for oh. most episodes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll get you there, BJ. I, and this is gonna this is gonna dovetail into uh, good bad trends when we get there. But yeah. um, playing games is a pain in the dick. <laughs> um, and it and it and I've been avoiding it because of partly because of that mm-hmm. um, this year. And I, I don't know what it is about like a combination of not having as much time and not really feeling like playing much else than I already have. So like, I'm just in this weird complacent groove with video games and it feels like a pain in the butt to, to go out and do anything else, whether it's money or time, um, or just hassle for getting a video game started in 2016. Uh, but you just, own a PS4, like it's magic in a and box. An Xbox I hear. One. Yeah, I own both of them, and it's, they're yeah, both a pain in the much. dick. Yeah, Aww. it's a magical parallelogram. <laughs> <laughs> it is a magical parallelogram. Mm. You know what, BJ? What? I bet you can make a prediction. Yeah, I bet you can say that 2017 is going to be the year of game. <laughs> <laughs> nope, don't do it. I'm not that dumb, you, you man. You cursed it. I did it once. 
I did it once. You did it every year for the last five years. I, I no, I've only said it's going to be the year <laughs> of game. Right. I only declared one the year of game once. This is actually what I we need to do. miserably. BJ, I want you to abstain from games for a year. I don't want you to yeah. play anything. Yeah. I and that way that. you'll be sitting at home. You'll be like, fuck that guy. I'm playing a game. I have to, I'm going to play a game every night just to show him. 365 games in 365 days. Yeah. He'll, he'll be playing spite, spite brain face graphics. <laughs> Um, that was tough to get out because I kept my head wanted to go spray. Yeah. Um, that would just mean I'd just play Battlefront all the time like I do now. It's pretty good. It is. Speaking tell, of that. No, tell him that you can't play any video games unless it's Battlefront. And they'd be like, fuck you, I'll play what I want. I'll be like, sweet. That means I can play all the Battlefront. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that coincidentally yeah. will mm-hmm. lead into our next topic, which is games we played more than we probably should have. I can go first on this well, one. Well, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, if we're going to go first, uh, we could take out the probably, because <laughs> yes. abso- games we did. Absolutely, number one is way too much time spent playing Diablo 3. Yeah, Diablo 3. <laughs> God damn, Diablo. Um, They actually put out an update that included Diablo 1 mode. Yeah, basically. Only for the month of January. Oh, it's coming but back next January. It's pretty cool. It's you go through a portal that looks like the portal from the original '96 game, mm-hmm. and uh, the graphics are kind of spike. Th- there's a filter over them that makes them look 640 by 480 ish, mm-hmm. and, and they uh, drop frames. Yeah, they drop frames. Your character only goes in the eight directions. It's not like uh, it's not smooth like the newer versions. And yeah, it's 16 levels, and you eventually go all the way down and fight Diablo. And That's we cool. and Harlow and I did that, and then we went to the secret cow farm, mm-hmm. and we got ourselves a pet cow that runs around and picks up gold now from doing that. Fuck yeah, I did. I got it. Uh, they, they actually opened up. There are other pets out there now too. What? I have a flaming skull now too. What? That follows me around, picks up gold. What? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I gotta what? play more. How did? Oh I god, played, I have to go. I in. played more Diablo. So yeah, let's. <laughs> Spoiler. I went through the all sixteen levels yeah. again. I Jesus. I just. I came to the realization at some point that to me, Diablo is the perfect arcade game mm-hmm. because it is just, it's doesn't matter which character you're playing. It's fun to play. You feel powerful. Your character looks cool. The levels are always changing and they're always giving you something new to mess with, like a new piece of armor, a new weapon, a new set, all of that stuff. Like there's always something that you're building towards and <laughs> You can just keep playing it over and over and over and over, which is what Harlow and I have done. Yep, Way far too, too much. much. We got out. We we. I, but there yeah. was there was a period where it was like we'd both be clocking out of work and be like, "So Diablo, Diablo three. three, and then we'd both get uh, we'd get home and it'd be. <laughs> my wife would come home. She'd be like, "You're playing that again?" And I'm like, "You're goddamn right. I'm playing it again." It's like if for you guys, it's like going out bowling after work. Like you it, it, go out, you you have three or four beers or not, whatever, and and bowl, you know, yeah. bowl mm-hmm. three or four games, and then yeah, yeah, it, it and it's just it's, it's a fun co op game too because you can just talk. It's not like you need to, the story to be told to you because you've gone through it so many times. And, yeah, a couple. I mean, we took a whole vacation day and just played Diablo. Yep, <laughs> sure did for like an entire work. And day. you know what? That. It was one of the best days this year I had. It's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the highlight of 2016 was Dia de los Diablos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kind of made it. I kind of made it. Well, we both made it worse. Um, they offered a sale with mm-hmm. with that, and we now both 
basically rebought the game digitally on the Xbox. You guys have that game like nine different ways. Well, I still have the disc. It's going to go away eventually, but I mean, I'm going to sell it. But yeah, I'm selling mine on I eBay. Just, and... You know, it was a convenience fee of like $19 <laughs> to like, oh, I can fire this up whenever I want. Cool. You're giving Blizzard so much money. I, they need I it. still owe them yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. I still owe them yeah. money for you, time spent. Trust I don't me. like to think about the hours. I hit max gold. Like, I can't earn it. Well, I can now because I just went and combined every single gem I had. Mm-hmm. But I hit max gold. Like, it was no longer picking up gold for me. I didn't know there would be a limitation in a modern day game, but I hit it. It was a really weird arbitrary number. I hit it. Was it somewhere in the trillions or the billions? No, it was, it was, well, it was like 1.8 billion. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty high. You broke the buffer. I did. So, yeah, Diablo 3. We yep. played it too much. Yep. Uh, for me, Pokemon Go. <laughs> Pokemon Go. Uh-huh. Yep. I'm surprised that you... Still as much going? as you complained about Pokemon Go, as much as you have complained about it, I'm surprised that you're still playing it at all. Uh, you amaze me. It's one of the few games that my wife seems to be into. So if I have that, I foster that mm-hmm. because, you know, it's tough to get her interested in any of them. But every once in a while, she'll just text me a screenshot from her phone. She's like, look what I just caught. And there's something pretty cool about that. You know, and, and I think... I've, yeah. I've found ways to play it that it's generous enough that it's gonna that I don't have to give them money in order mm-hmm. to play it though I do think like there's some there's still some free to play bullshit that's there you know like you get a 10k egg that takes forever to walk long enough to hatch it and then when you do it's a bullshit Eevee that you've got 20 of those already and you're like fuck you you're supposed to give me something good you yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah I've, I've just I've I still like when I'm in the car, I just I end up just flipping on Pokemon Go and leaving it running. You know, there's just a lot of background play of that. But every once in a while, my wife will just be like, you want to go hit some Pokestops? And then we'll <laughs> hop in the car and we'll drive around to the Pokestops all around the college that's near us. And it's just it's been fun to play that together. But I will admit I've probably played a bit too much of that. Yeah, I played a lot when it was in the beta and a lot when it first came out and I burnt out really fast on it. Uh, it doesn't help that I played three years of Ingress prior to Yeah, I was going to gonna say, that's pretty much the same game to you, so. Basically. Yeah. Um, and I could see the same, some of the same bullshit inside of it. I was like, okay, I can see where this is going with these people. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Not not Niantic, but just right. bullshit in the, in the community. Because I like those sorts of things when you can, you know, when you can build up a community around a game. But I... I do believe that I also played too much of it yeah. in in the long run. Yeah, I found myself on uh, right around Christmas being somewhere where there was a nature trail like right down the street with five, six, seven pokey stops throughout it at various signs, and I man, I had so much fun just walking through that. Like I, if I had a more convenient place to just go and walk like that, mm-hmm. I would totally still be doing that. I, I'm just saying, I can like, tell you a few places yeah. if you want. And, right, and, but I mean, like, I you know, get in the car, go there, get out. You know, what I'm saying, like, yeah, like literally being able to walk your, your door and just start walking. As we've like, said really multiple nice. times, we're just we're lucky that we live in a you know a a city mm-hmm. where there's plenty of that stuff. Where people who are in real rural areas, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that sucks. But, yeah. but yeah, it's I. I had fun with it, but I played it a bit I, too much. I did find some murals that were not pokey stops, and I feel like really? I need to figure out how you submit them. Because good luck nowadays. That's pretty much impossible now. 
Kind of. Well, well the only new stops they've added are like. It was a Mexican art. restaurant. There's like three murals in it, and uh, none of them were tagged. And I was like, murals, yeah. come on. Yep. Yeah. Sprint stores and Starbucks are the only new ones they've added. So. I believe there is a form, but. Mm. Yeah. Uh, on that same vein, uh, Animation Throwdown played way too much of that card collecting game. Yeah. I've gotten way too good at it as far as like the stuff I've collected, but. Yeah, I'm not as far along as you, but I've been playing it too much. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, and with with guild guild fights that they have now, it's like, oh, check it. You know, the new one starts in in forty five minutes, and it's like, oh fuck, gotta check on that. You know, gotta get them in, gotta get my guild fights in. You know, it's luckily those are little uh, limited time things, but at least that's a game where you can be done in ten fifteen minutes for the day, and it's not like keep checking back all day long. Right. You know, yeah. So, but I still, I've I've played. I feel like almost any phone game that I play too much is it gives me that feeling that I've been playing this too much because I just don't like to think about the hours I that got, were on it. I got to like, say, I like I've picked up the weirdest one I went back to, like that? the most bizarre one. I don't know why I relatched onto this game. Tell me it's not Supercard. No, 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 no. Whew. Yeah. That Army of Darkness Defense. I, I almost yeah. fired that up yesterday. I have no idea why. I've been <laughs> playing the shit out of that. It it plays so much better now on modern with oh, the modern yeah. phones and yeah, the processing power. Yeah, I used to crash power. it. I got to a point where I just crashed. Yeah, it. I, I my iPhone is you know more. It, well, it's always if you have the newest mm-hmm. iPhone, it's more powerful than the iPad, which is I think is backwards. The iPad should be mm-hmm. should yeah. be the new thing, and then mm-hmm. it comes to the phone. But like, I just fired it up on my phone, and I was like, oh yeah, this doesn't have cloud saves, so I'm like starting over, and I was like, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, it's still a good game. Yeah, yeah, and I think about that uh, last one that I didn't have on the list, but uh, it was Soda Dungeon. Hmm. My time on Soda Dungeon was like 150 something hours, and I, and a lot of it I will admit is just it idling, yeah. like having it plugged in at work and letting it auto run right. just to gain levels because the levels go so fat, like so quick that you reach a point in that game where if you're playing it, you're doing it wrong, <laughs> <laughs> and then and that was kind of the point also where I was like, I'm not playing it, so why am I doing this anymore? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's it's another the game one. playing you. That's another one where it was like, oh my god, there's too many hours. So, yeah, if you make a mobile game, don't put hours played on your menu ever. Yeah. Can I dovetail something into this r- of course. real quick since we're talking phone games? Yeah. Um, I don't know that you guys, either of you guys have played it. And you guys, yay, I'm <laughs> um, doing finger guns at them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that you guys, you guys really haven't played Battlefront much. So you probably haven't popped mm. open the Battlefront companion mm. app. No. But there's a, mm. there's a thing called Base Command in the Battlefront companion app. I just want you guys to play it and check back with me in <sighs> a, a week or two and oh, see what happens. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's a fun game. It, it like, I, hey Chuck, no bullshit. Have you it's heard of game. crack? <laughs> it's why yes, I've been thinking of doing some crack. It's well, fun, but it's so hard. It is. It is pretty hard, but it is not like it is not super crack like some of these other phone games, and it doesn't have any like purchase bullshit. Okay, so there's no yeah. there's no cost to it. It just gets you credits for Battlefront, and yeah, it's so only real. If you issue. would play it for me for next couple weeks, yeah. it's only real issue is the it's slow. It, it takes too long to play a game, but it also the card when you get to a point where you like if you're not playing the actual battlefront game and earning cards there, you're fucked. Like mm. you you cannot win after a certain point in that, or at least if you, you can. can, it's really hard. You, you, you just got to be good. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> but really, like a base a starter deck is not going to get you anything past a certain past a certain siege level in that game. Like it is, it really is a companion, a true companion in that 
it's working with it kind of your yeah, levels like, in the main game. They kind of go hand unlock in hand. Stuff. I I wish I like this combination thing where you you have console game and phone game that are totally different that work sort of in harmony. Mm-hmm. I've just never found one where I like both. Like I like one or the other. Typically speaking, I mean maybe I need to give this one a try. But like I don't know, the Knack Match Three game was pretty good. Okay. That that <laughs> thing was also a phone burner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. thing would. Yeah. That I actually, thing would Galaxy Note Seven your phone, <laughs> right. regardless of the phone you had. I liked. I liked the Mass Effect Three one. Yes. That one was actually. Yeah, that wasn't bad. I played that right. one a little bit. Yeah. No. I, I think I was playing that. I don't know that I love the game. I think I was just playing it for game. You know, the console game credits or whatever the hell it gave you. Knack. Mm-hmm. The one for Knack. No, the oh, Mass Effect oh, one. Mass like, yeah. Well, yeah, like, that's what everyone you got played. Your Galactic Yeah. Well, like Galactic I, had to be at hundred. I like I like the NBA 2K games. I could not give a fuck about playing the mobile game. I go in like periodically and do the little give me bonus shit for the day. Mm-hmm. But the game game is just fucking super card. But I know even less about it because it's like, hey, here's 182 basketball players. You know about them and how good they are in stats. <laughs> yes, and it's like I do. Uh-huh. Um, gotta uh, catch them all. How about LeBron? That LeBron Jones. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. good. He's good at the sports. Yeah, that's so. I just go in for my bonus pick. You know, it's basically like a. Pick three cards. Oh, they match. Okay, great. Yeah. Here's some bonus shit. I, you know, I've got my own phone game on here. It's really the only phone game I played all year, which is Microsoft Solitaire Collection. I don't really have a. Pr- I, I, I feel bad kind of putting it in this category. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I played it too much necessarily, but I feel like I've played it too much because it's just fucking solitaire. It's the thing we've been playing on Windows for twenty years. Yeah, but there's and five different versions. I know, of solitaire. but it's. You well, know, we've had five different versions of solitaire yeah, for a long yeah, time. But you know, it's it's some it's what I do, like climb into bed, not ready to quite go to sleep. It's not it's not a gross mobile game. It's got some gross things in it, mm-hmm. uh, like that premium mode that it gave you free, and then now you have to watch commercials just to play fucking solitaire. But it's you know, I, I just I feel like I kinda feel bad that I've put a lot of time into this. It's a it's a fine app. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's solitaire. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> I could be writing or you know, <laughs> coming up. You with could hot say takes that about Twitter. any game. I know. You I know. know. That, that's that's. The way I, I, I just look at I it. think because this is solitaire, it just made me feel a little guilty. Like, what am I doing? It just it feels like the best version of a mobile sure. solitaire game. Yeah, you know, because it's official. It's not one of those weird. And it's weird because they will show like uh, commercials during it for other weird solitaire apps because there's no guaranteeing mm-hmm. of like what app thing is feeding. Yeah. Wait, the, you mean Microsoft doesn't own solitaire? No, <laughs> but man, they just like, here's jungle solitaire. And it's just like weird rules and the cards mm-hmm. are all over the place. I'm like, what is this? Or solitaire shit? golf. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. That weird nonsense. Oh, I've seen that commercial a few times. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, too much. Um, another one I've played way too much. And this happened just recently is Far Cry Primal. Um, when that game first came out, I put like 10, 12 hours into it and thought, you know, I'm, I'm close to the end. But then something happened and I drifted away from it. And then as we were getting to year end stuff, I was like, I should probably finish Far Cry Primal. Uh, so I went back to it and went back to it and went back to it and kept going and kept going. I'm like, this is another fucking Far Cry game where this thing never fucking ends. It's just more shit pops up on the map and it never fucking ends. And even though I'm no- I know this, I'm sitting there going, I know this. It I should I feel like I'm done with this game. I should leave this game alone. I, I kept going and kept going. Um, and as it turns out, like that game doesn't end when it's supposed to, like you finish all the story stuff and you're like, okay, roll the credits. Let me see the end of this game. There's like some weird 
tiny side mission bullshit that you have to go back and like if you had ignored the entire game you have to mm-hmm. go back in and do that before credits will roll fuck that <laughs> and yet i still did it because <laughs> yep. i'm and it, i had to see the credits roll on far cry primal so yeah i played entirely too much of that i fully acknowledge that i did but i had to i had to do all the far cry stuff just like i do in yep. every far cry game because i'm a fucking idiot um, no, because it's fun. It, it kind of is. Did you yeah. climb all the transmission towers in the jungle? There are no towers. This is, but I did stab a lot of dudes in the face with. Well, a there spear. are fires before you act like there's not. Well, there's like, nothing. There's no climbing. No, really. but I mean, you get to a new thing. Boo, and light not a, fire. a Ubisoft game. Yeah, you light the fire. Two yeah. out of ten. Yeah. Well, no, trust me. You look at that map and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> Ubisoft game, because you go to a That's place right. and then all of a sudden just icons vomit out of something and you're just like, look at all this shit I have to do. I want to see the, the Ubisoft <laughs> game where you go up and you like, you know, you, you punch a button and it just actually fountains out icons all over your. <laughs> they should just you, you're in a grid like the world is not built and you just punch the end of the grid like the holodeck wall and then all the fucking bullshit pops out. You're like, oh, here's the game. <laughs> just call it, That's what I just want. Call it Ubisoft World. You know, <laughs> you just go in. And it's like, oh, here's. Here's Assassin's Creed land. Let's go see what's going on in there. Ubisoft theme park. Yeah, this is actually not a bad idea. And oh, man. Ours. The Ubisoft theme park. Yeah. You just go up and you do your little fast pass thing on mm-hmm. it and it bling, yep. opens up your map yeah. shit on your app and <laughs> icons everywhere. You yeah. Um, Oculus also, inspired. Yes. <laughs> uh, I went back again. Don't I, This one, I'm not sure why. I went back to Dead Rising 3 and was just like, I should really finish Dead Rising 3. So I finished Dead Rising 3. And I finished all the DLC for Dead Rising 3, which was, I don't know, 30, 40 hours worth of Dead Rising 3. I don't know what the hell was going on in my life at that period of time, but I was just like, man, I got to... You wanted to murder some zombies. I wanted to murder the fuck out of zombies, and man, once, once you're past, like, the first five hours of that game, once you're about level 10, level 12, and you have, you're not, like, constantly scrapping for resources, that game is a blast. And luckily, I had done all the legwork when the game first came out. Mm-hmm. and had a save and then when i went back to it it was like a cheat because i had this character that was sort of leveled up and it was like starting all over again and it just it it clicked with me and i was just like man i can tear everything up this is great this is the game mm-hmm. i wanted all along so yeah. dead rising 3 is a great game it, it really is a great game but man i put i was hunting <laughs> too much collectibles time. and bullshit and i never do that and i did it with dead rising 3 i don't know why so yeah it's a, oh, it's a nice little well. world they built. Yeah. Yeah. It's just full of zombies. Yes. <laughs> That's the unfortunate part. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can do something about that, I assume. You can. Mm-hmm. And I did. With, with talking <laughs> weapons uh-huh. and such. Yes. If you spend 60 hours in the game, you can eat yeah. all the zombies or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, this will be a surprise to literally no one. Uh, the game that I played more than I probably should have. Um, clocking in at around 160 hours so far. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Battlefront. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm level like a million now. Yeah. And I'm still really bad at this game. I, I saw this man in an A-Wing. I believe he has put 160 <laughs> hours into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can fly an A-Wing pretty well, I think. Yeah. I can do all right. But you also had a good group to play with, which always helps. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny. Like, uh, you may know Tobias, friend of the show, Tobias. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes guest on our podcast network. Um, but he also has Battlefront and really likes it. Where I mean, it's hard to swing a stick without hitting a Star, hitting a Star Wars fan in this day and age. But, you know, we're you know big fans of the universe. And uh, we just really like like playing the game. Like, we, we feel it really works for us, even though it's, you know, incredibly 
frustrating sometimes because they're you know you if you get on at the wrong time of day then all the people who are actually mm-hmm. good at the game are playing yeah. so we don't have a single fucking chance but um but we can on play it together and his uh one of his friends he works with that lives in Louisiana will play with us and then some guys in our tabletop gaming group got together and you know they also bought copies of the game so there can be anywhere from two to eight of us playing on a night sometimes. And um, it it has its faults. And there are there are many. Um, it's a it's a complicated game. There are a lot of moving parts. And so there are a lot of you know, there are a lot of issues with it. And especially with like getting parties together and matchmaking and stuff like that. But despite that, it just fucking works for me. That game feels good to play it looks good it sounds good it feels like a star wars game so i am just damn well does yeah and plus you know it's it i don't have to level up to really get anything satisfying out of the game but Mm -hmm. i still kind of want to like get credits and level up and i've got they keep introducing challenges to get to unlock weapons and shit so it's got fun for me like (laughs) it's got fun it's got fun (laughs) question mark it is oh i mean i played with you guys and i had a blast even though i sucked oh yeah there were oh wow you were a little too quick to agree with that i I was going i was starting to say oh yeah we all sucked but like i no i i sucked a little bit yeah it's one of those it's it's one of those games where even when you're not playing well there's still fun there yeah like it feels like you have the chance to kill just about anybody in that game, even at a low level, uh, except for like, you know, when Darth Vader's coming through at full health, you know, all you can do is run. Right. <laughs> you know, and then you get a lightsaber in the back of the head and it's like, all right, never mind. It's a fun universe to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really immersive. Yeah. So it works really well for me. And I played uh, probably 120 of those 160 hours this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess I could have played more, but I didn't. We could always play more. That's yeah. That's the rule. That that kind of encapsulates the entire yeah. topic we were just talking about. <laughs> right. Yep. yep. So next up, next topic. Uh trends. Trends we noticed for the year. Mm-hmm. Stuff that just seemed noteworthy. Good or bad. Yeah. Um first one I had is a good one, which is uh remakes actually happening rather than just remasters. Mm-hmm. And and really it was the Call of Duty four one mm-hmm. that stuck out to me. That file is actually bigger than Call of Duty Infinite Warfare on the Xbox One. Uh, Call of Duty 4 Remastered takes up more space. Yeah. So that you're like, okay, yeah, they rebuilt this thing. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm glad we've gotten past the point of, all right, we ported it. Now it's 60 frames a second and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas before it was, it was very much so much of what they were just dumping onto the store was, uh, here's a game that was on PS3 and now it's on PS4 and you can play it. You know, so. Yeah, we didn't flip the switch and make it work. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. N- now it's kind of like you have to do that because you know when you compare it to a a game that just came out, it's like oh shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Titanfall and you're like, all right, yeah, this uh, yeah, we kind of we can't just shit out a port of a game we had in last gen. Yeah, unless we're Activision, then we don't give a fuck. And here, let's charge sixty dollars for uh, <laughs> Marvel Ultimate Alliance one and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I will say that I mean just kind of. Part of that is that there seem to be a lot of ways now to play your older your older games. Um, 
whether it's a remaster, whether it's a, a remake, whether it's backwards compatibility, you know, like the new systems don't have the capability like the PS2, you know, had PS1 capability and stuff like that in it. But there just seems to be a lot of ways now to play your older games. Mm-hmm. And the best thing about these remakes and remasters, and I think I say this every year, is that if you wait two, three months, they're like 10 bucks. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's a pretty good upgrade fee. Mm-hmm. Um or like a, if there's a sequel, generally you'll get, you can get that yeah. with pre-ordering yeah. or, you know, exactly a discount if you that's, own the new that's one. That's a weird one though. Like that, that to me, that's a bad trend because if you're pre-ordering a sequel, that means you probably played the first one and you don't need another copy mm-hmm. because it means you're excited. Right now it. it's a good thing because a lot of times that's a, that's a remaster or the backwards compatible sure. version yeah. that you can, that you can pal possibly yeah, tag along. Yeah. Well, like that, that was weird, like Dishonored 2 doing that, and I think South Park doing it too. It's like, well, I, yeah. I played those, so... Dishonored, good. But, like, I think a year and a half from now, mm-hmm. that'll be that'll be a, a super dumb thing. Yeah, sure. The, the problem with those is that because they're not taking your digital pre-order right away, necessarily, like your money, they mm-hmm. can't give you the old game right when you sign up, so you get it when the new one comes out. Yeah. And it's like... Who's gonna play the old one? The day yeah, like Dishonored two. Uh, why Dishonored, am I gonna... They gave me the original one as soon as I did the pre order. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well, they don't do that for all of them. Some of them like it's it's a ten day yeah, window like, after the game comes out. Yeah. It, well, man, I'm trying to think like what Dark Souls three did. I think it was right around. I mean, I didn't need the copy since I already had one. Right. But you know, I mean, and, and Alan and Wake as well all, with Quantum Break. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of all depends on like if you're paying for the entire pre-order up front or not. Because mm-hmm. like if you're just reserving it, obviously there you're not going to get a free game yeah. out of it. But there's just just this weird tricky like you know, if I could have if I had the old game immediately three months before the new one came mm-hmm. out, that would be great. But if you're giving me Dishonored the day Dishonored two comes out, I'm yeah, not playing cares? Dishonored. Yep. I'm playing Dishonored two. Mm-hmm. That's you know. Yeah. So, but it's still nice to just like. Sure. To have stuff more convenient these yes. days. Yes. Well, I'd say it's nice just for pre-order bonuses to be something useful instead mm-hmm. of like, hey, you got a beanie and yeah. yes. a skin for your a gun. A jacket for your avatar, yeah. which you can't even find anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. <sighs> um, Hello, Battlefield 1. <clears throat> yeah. Looking right in your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one up. Uh, I, I couldn't think of a way to put it, but I just call it the frog fractions effect. Mm-hmm. which is games where there's way more to the game once you've broken it in some way and in a way that they intentionally wanted you to break it. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like The Witness comes to mind where there is an entire thing lurking in that game and then, you know, you could play and get through to the end of the game and never notice any of that. Mm-hmm. There's only one place where it kind of hints at it. Mm-hmm. And then when you figure that out, you're like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding I me. I think we can talk mildly openly about the witness yeah. at this point. Are you talking mm-hmm. about um environmental puzzles? Environmental puzzles. Yeah. Environmental puzzles. I can't environmental like puzzles. Yeah. But <laughs> like like just the fact that all that's in there, you know, and yeah. Super Hot has some of that where it's like you're playing this game as like this, you know, this it's supposed to be a game, but the whole menu interface outside of it implies that there's a lot more other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like games kind of incorporating this meta game to them that's not just that's like you might never find this. Yeah. But once you do, you're going to be like, that's pretty freaking awesome. Right. I mean, it's like, I remember when we were, I think we were showing you frog fractions. Okay. And you had to do like the, the frog jumping thing for like 90 seconds before you could do anything. And you were almost at the point of like, 
this is dumb. Fuck this. Why why is everyone losing their shit mm-hmm. over this? And I wonder how many people like bought or down or, or no went to play Frog Fractions and were like, "This is stupid. What the fuck is the point of this?" Me, I bounced off Frog Frog Fractions in like yeah ten minutes. It's and like, I'm like, why are people? Why is a, anyone? I hate fractions. <laughs> B. What is going on? Wh- whatever. This is way too hard for a fucking fractions game. Fuck it. Frog fractions. Yeah. I, I just think it's funny that, yeah, there's a lot more games. Frog that, decimals. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's funny that there's a lot more games now that have a different game in them once you break it. And then I think how many how many people play these games and don't, you know, like never realize that mm-hmm. and just dismiss it as well. That's one note well, and boring. And it was funny that when I did frog fractions, it was like. I played until like the number on the top was like something Sigma something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this ever going to end? What's, what's supposed to happen? And then I like, eventually I was just like, oh, fuck this. And yeah. then like I hit down or something and suddenly the frog went through the bottom of the screen. I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly I was in like a text adventure and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have the patience for that. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there like a boxing simulator in there? Like there was, it was just like, what the, fuck is happening yeah and, yeah and now that they put frog fractions 2 in glitter mitten grove which is like this little fairy city builder game and you have to break that somehow to get into frog fractions 2 yeah pretty good yeah apparently you play long enough to like buy bombs and just start bombing straight down that's yeah. how you get to frog fractions 2 i, I you have to like i don't know i, I know something. that it was not there like when the game first released and they actually, like, they had the whole ARG, which someone, like, actually turning a physical key mm-hmm. in a transmitter that let the developer know that it had been activated. Yeah. And then the patch immediately went live that was, like, 500-something megs. And and everyone was, like, That's watching awesome. Steam yeah. and knew immediately. They said, That's Frog Fractions 2. Yep. And it was. And it was. Yeah. And then they had, and then they were like, everyone just hammered away at well, this game to figure out how to get into it. Like, apparently, Glittermitten Grove also is a pretty good game. That's what I've heard. Yeah, which is, I looked well, at it. It's yeah, like, they put it out by Adult Swim Games. They usually, yeah, for I, as dumb as they are, they're usually pretty right. decent little yeah, games. It was, a, and like, how many other indie games had these hidden glyphs in them that oh, were like thirty? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like this this like three year conspiracy to to hide frog fractions too. And I loved that every time something like something happened in video games, yeah. it was frog fractions yes, too. Exactly. Frog fractions too. I, like, say, I say this is the only way they can release Half Life Three. I was going to say even when they do, Half Life Three will be within Frog Fractions mm-hmm. Three. Yeah, well, people <gasps> questioning like, is this Frog Fractions Two was the better version of Half Life Three? Yeah, because it was actually entertaining. <laughs> the Half Life Three stuff has gotten really fucking terrible. No Man's Sky. If you go to the center of the universe. It's Half, and no, frog, fractions. frog fractions three <laughs> frog fractions three. Oh, is that what yeah. it is oh i should read center of the universe though yes okay. that's the important part well speaking of no man's sky mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah uh, we kind of talked about this sort of yeah but. next one up is the shitty one uh it's the reddit effect <laughs> let's paste some audio in here yeah yeah well we yeah we had a whole thing before the show of just like everyone on reddit just like Wanting, Guys, I'm entitled <laughs> to everything. Wanting to burn down happy, happy, happy games. games and Sean Murray in particular hello for, or yeah, hello game. Okay, for not, you know, for the game not being what they wanted, and just like that was it was. I had subscribed to it before No Man's Sky came out because I was like, oh, it's cool. People are going to be posting screenshots and all that. It'll yeah. be, you know, and then it was just like it was. It was the most toxic place I think I've ever been. It was beautiful for about a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then people discovered it was a place they could come to complain, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and oh my god, did they like 
there was there was one point where um, they shut the subreddit down. Yeah, they just they just shuttered it, and they're like, "All right, done. We're we're done. Well, we're not were, gonna." The mods like yeah, the, the mods, mods were all like, we're, out. Like, we're <laughs> out. Yeah, I mean, they were just the most bitter people I've ever seen, and it's like you spent sixty dollars on a game. I mean, it, like for some people, that's a lot of money, but sixty dollars in in the big scheme of your life, yeah, is not it's not an investment. It's not like, it's not something worth like wanting, like just demanding Sean Murray say something like tell you that he lied about what the game was going to be like, yeah. like just being that. But don't forget angry. that shit started before the game came out oh, yeah. because the delay is where the oh, yeah. death threat the, started. The delay yeah. is where it started yeah. because they first started against the reporter who was like, I heard this game is getting delayed. They started threatening that guy like no way. And then when the game did get gla- did, got delayed, they were like, well, mm. fuck everybody. How did you ruined my summer? And now I'm going to hunt you down. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Just, just take a step back from mm-hmm. your hobby, people. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's those those mans need to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and it's it's not just that. It's it's like all games. It's Remy Ismail, who's uh, one of the main people at Devolver Games. Mm-hmm. You know, he posted a link to a Eurogamer article. It was actually today on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And the quote that's in there is from a developer who's, this is the quote. It said, I wonder when it's my turn. All right. And he said, the way things have headed, it's not an if, it's a when. What will be the mistake, real or otherwise, that brings the mob to the door? What patch, what update, what game, what tweet, what trailer, what gossip, what rumor, what allegation, what breath taken will be the one? It's not teaching people to make better games to release with fewer bugs. Everyone's trying to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's there's an important part of that, and it's real or fake, mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter. Yeah, if the hive mind decides that something's true, then it and it's indicative of sort of 2016 in general. But if somebody decides that it's true, and they shout it enough, it just becomes true. Whether mm-hmm. it's like uh, Zoe Quinn. Mm-hmm. None of yeah. that. None of that none shit of is true. true. Yeah, but it they was repeated it was. enough that they just decided it was, and and now it it is like it's true to a bunch of people because they don't know any better, and yeah. they won't. Nobody and, looks up their own facts. But. And anytime she tweets or posts on Instagram or anything, there's immediately someone there to call her a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like games are supposed to be fun. Like, why are we doing this? Like, like what is? I, I'm not. I just. I can't figure out the mindset that's driven us to be like this. To have you know, because like games are finally like people are realizing, hey, adults play these. It's not like oh, everyone who plays video games lives in their basement with their parents. You know, it's like people understand, hey, you know, thirty and forty year olds with careers play games and play a lot of them. You know, that's mm-hmm. why the industry makes so damn much money. But why do we have so many people that are just so ready to pounce on anything and just be? utterly pissed off about it i don't know well that's and it's, and it's mean, a bummer that's the internet and i know it's it's like it's the world in general but i i will say and I, this is not this is not me blaming the games industry so let me preface this by saying that but if you think about the process of making a game it is still almost an entire mystery about how games are made like there is no you get some behind the scenes Doc- documentaries and stuff like that about games production and stuff mm-hmm. like that but for the most part no one understands the process whatsoever and because of that people think they understand the process 100 mm-hmm. percent. 
and they're an expert. So therefore, whatever they're being told by the person making the game is a lie because they have decided they know yeah. how video games are made. It's the whole everybody's job is easy yeah. if you don't have to do it. Yes. Yeah. So people have just decided, well, obviously it can't be that complicated because no one talks about it. So I'm right. You guys are just fucking around playing hacky sack and not releasing my No Man's Sky game. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. That was my summer. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's the same thing, you know, with George R.R. R. Martin. You think about like that, like, what's he doing going out to dinner, not <laughs> writing the next book? And it's like the man, people live. Well, they that, don't... That's a bad example, though. That I, fucker I needs to write a book. I, I know. I know. But... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> OK, yeah, bad example. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying, though. Maybe like, he like, is writing the book. Like anyone that had that spends their free time, like, you know, No Man's Sky, like going back to them, you know, when they posted, hey, somebody been watching Mr. Robot or something and ever and the Reddit was like, oh, my. Oh, you fucks. Yeah. You can't watch TV. You're yeah. supposed to be putting my patch out, you know, yeah. and it's like you don't own these people because you paid $60 for their game. Yeah. You don't owe them or own them or their time or, or yeah. anything. And they don't owe you a fucking thing. Yeah. Knock, but- knock. Who's there? You're not owed anything. <laughs> but it's that <laughs> it's that weird shadow that no one understands because like if so if you know someone is filming a if Chris Pratt is you know is filming a movie he's filming mm-hmm. Jurassic Park whatever it's going to be yeah and Jurassic he tweets Universe. yeah and he tweets going out to dinner with my co-stars you know no one's like you fuck get back in there and fight dinosaurs I mean yeah. like that doesn't happen <laughs> you're <laughs> like okay they film for ten well, hours I'm going to now <laughs> right? yeah. I'm going to put that yeah. in my drafts right now <laughs> Pratt 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 <laughs> right get back in there and fight some dinosaurs you fuck but, <laughs> but because everyone understands how movie production works you're like okay yeah they take a break while other people are doing shit and they have to eat but because games are such a shadow it's like everyone just figures you're always in crunch yes and so if you're not coding 24 7 if you dare tweet and say i had a sandwich today they're like how dare you eat a fucking sandwich finish my game Mm -hmm. you know it's like no dude we had you know this while something is processing we do other things it's or you have a work day and you fucking go home because if you don't, you will be crazy. People don't understand that. They think it's video game camp. I, you just, yeah. you're in prison the entire time making a game. Also, chained to your desk. But, uh, destroy Crunch 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, but, I would say my my theory on it, and this is, this is probably wrong, but I feel like... <laughs> it is. 10, 15 years ago, games started being, here's a name, here's a face. Like... Mm-hmm. Prior to that, it was like, hey, Epic's putting out a game. And then it was like, hey, here's Cliffy B, mm-hmm. leader of Epic, all things Epic. He's on our, he's on the stage. Like, I, I, I'm not saying go back to being anonymous, but I think they probably should mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, I think these personalities and whatnot from the studios that come out and try to wow us with whatever demos need to just stop. I like, think, but yeah, like, like the Reddit. They could. I bet you ninety nine point nine percent of couldn't tell you anyone other than Sean Murray. Oh, yeah, works exactly. Games. That's what I mean. I mean, yeah. and it's a small team. It's probably easy to learn all those people. It's <laughs> like it was like thirteen people. Yeah, and then they added a bunch of people for you know, QA and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but they added a bunch of people post launch yeah. for patches and. Shit. Yeah, I, I'm not saying. I, I just think the games industry would probably be served with a little bit more anonymity these days. Like, stop mm-hmm. having these figureheads out there because they're just going to get attacked mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Anything that happens, even like X person isn't even working on that game anymore. Like after launch, I moved on to the next game. This whole other team is in- mm-hmm. involving patches. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm not even doing that anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. but that's we have this name, and mm-hmm. they're on stage at E3 every year going. 
here's the new hot shit, guys. And yeah, I think that's what a lot of people clamor for, though. Is is like they they feel like they want to follow someone's creative vision and someone's right. but I mean, like someone's personality, and so the games industry gives that to them. And I don't think you're wrong. Right. I just think that there's a, a large amount of the populace that is clamoring for that. Sure, but it I has mean, it has good and b- bad. Yeah. things attached mm-hmm. to it. it it's it's not bad to necessarily have a face connected to a thing but also then it's a face connected to a thing and mm-hmm. you're just like get that guy you know, it's i, I like, just think yeah. that guy alone we're five years away from ge- the gaming version of the kardashians where it's like why are you famous like yeah. you're just some ancillary thing because <laughs> i mean the e3 and all of the like probably half of games journalism is fucking like the level of access hollywood it's like i don't give a fuck any of this mm-hmm. like i you, do they make good movies cool i will go see them yeah that's where i you know i want yeah i want more gaming but, sites that are like variety not fucking us weekly you know i, I yeah. just want to know the facts of like yeah they're, they're they're meeting their demands to put out this game about this time pending any problems mm-hmm. it'll be out in fall of 2017 yeah. that's all I, I need to know agree with you in in a, a lot of ways um unfortunately i think the public doesn't uh, which which makes for makes for the state of affairs we have now. But the and, but the, the the entity that there is no Hollywood, but you know yeah. Silicon Gaming, whatever the you know the <laughs> the collective is called, needs to say, you know what, get the fuck out of our personal lives. This is our job. You don't get to mm. know what we're doing. I mean, we'll just stop tweeting. Like the game's out when it's out. Fuck off. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> There's tell, also tell Sean Murray that one. Yeah. <laughs> they well, demand that he tweet at them. Yeah. There's also like and and I'm 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 not coming at coming at this from the Sean Murray uh, Hello Games angle No Man's Sky mm. sort of thing but I think I think that games outlets uh, need to be better at communicating in general um, because people don't understand and nothing that and I'm not saying it's necessarily owed but nothing that like game developers or game publishers say communicates the difficulty of putting out a game, what they're going through. Like, they don't communicate stuff very well. They just say, oh, it's delayed. It, again, that's part of, like, who, who, who knows, understands who knows, yeah. how this works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's I, not like we we discovered there's a whole bunch of shit that doesn't work, yeah. so we're working on fixing it. We've right. got we've got teams working on it. Because, you know, again, what they happens just, is... They just come out and they say a tweet. Yeah. But, again, what happens is, it's like, oh, your game is delayed? Three weeks ago, you were at you were at Disney. What the fuck, man? Why weren't you finishing the game then? Mm-hmm. It, right. It's, that's all. That's what I'm saying. That's all think, bullshit. When, when did games like? I'm 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 trying not to say harken back to the good old times, but I'm thinking like when I was a kid and you're reading EGM or whatever. There was like one story about the next thing that was coming out, and the rest of it was reviewing what the fuck is out right now. I don't yeah. know when our culture became... Nobody had any access back then, well, anyway. Who cares? I'm saying, like, when did our culture become, I can't wait for the next thing, instead of enjoying what the fuck is here right now? Like, that's what we should be doing. Like, yeah, don't... There are literally thousands upon thousands upon thousands of games you can be playing. There are 4,000 games released on Steam in and 2016. And you don't... <laughs> have to play the next thing yeah you haven't played all the things that are out now <laughs> so yeah. i mean that's yeah, I mean, what that's, that's why what... i slowed down in the past couple of years as yeah. far as buying games because i was like i played this for half an hour and then moved on and i'm like i should go back and play that sure. like why should i move on and be playing the sequel when i never beat the first one <laughs> yeah i yeah. just i don't know when we ch- we changed from a, a, a society where it was like instead of enjoying the now it was the look to the future mm-hmm. like i 
everyone's yeah. always about everything sucks, but yet we can't live in the moment. It's like, well, the next thing will be better. It's like you haven't even fully consumed the current thing. Mm. It's the thrill of anticipation. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to even so anyway. make you wait for it. Yep. <laughs> but let's go to the next one. Yeah, uh, I put this one on here because I've pretty much stopped playing mobile games because they they're getting gross. Er. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, the free to play stuff has always been kind of disgusting, but the more stories I hear about, especially like the big ones, the ones that have like Arnold in them and advertise mm-hmm. on during mm-hmm. Super Bowl and shit, they're fucking nefarious and gross. And I just they're designed to be addictive. Yes, and it's it's disgusting. And I understand the business model, but it's like. It's like locusts to me. It's like swoop in, get everything you can, and lay waste to everything, and then get out. And it's just everything about it is disgusting to me. Oh, like mm-hmm. Independence Day aliens. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, From what I can tell, they're not even <laughs> delivering really a good gameplay experience. Yeah. For... It's just it's this weird thing that's clicking in your head it's that the, you have the, to do something. What's the box? Skinner, Skinner box. Skinner box. Yeah. 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 It's but it's just it seems like it's just it's getting worse and. There was a time that it seemed like it was really infecting console games. It seems to have backed uh, off. It's. I, mean, I got something right after this. Well, okay. So <laughs> it seemed like it, it It had, especially like the way the Xbox One was built, that it seemed like it was going to infect all of those games. Like they were all going to have this free-to-play kind of hook in yeah. them. And that has since kind of backed off a bit. Like the Forza games especially were real bad about it. And then oh, yeah. they, they, were, they were just kind of like... Yeah, you know what? No, we're just not going to do you wanna that. You want to buy a fast travel pass across the Horizon Center, dude? Yeah, but it's just like no. they don't seem that bad anymore. They don't seem as bad as they were. Yeah, there's only one real big exception to that, which is Gears of War 4. Yeah, that's what I've which heard. Which all the it, cards so. in Horde mode are randomized packs. Hmm. So you could spend $10 on a pack and get a bunch of shit that you already have. Yeah. Fuck everything about that. Yeah. What are the What are the card packs? Is it... It, it's basically perks for your your characters, and and Halo Five did this too, mm-hmm. where it's like doing a jerk off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where it's basically like, okay, well, th- this weapon is powered up for this round, right? And and they're also like just disposables, a lot of them, where it's like one time use. And, and what you're sucks done. about that is that which is all the mobile shit. Here Mass go, Effect Three did goodbye. that. Mass Effect Three did that with their like cards and packs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But that stuff was kind of all right. It it didn't seem like it didn't seem like money grabbing it just felt like you did good in a round you got some stuff and the next mm-hmm. round you were better and it was kind of cool but then every game started doing it and like when racing games were like you've got plus two breaks on this it's just like fuck off yeah. no i don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're actually not, actually well, you do so you're not yeah. you're telling me i hired a guy who like put his special sauce on my tires mm. and now my tires have a little spe- something special on them for this race fuck off this is dumb you know, it's not. It's not oh, like. Oh, you're talking about tire sauce, Jake. He's good. <laughs> He's my guy, man. Old you know, TSJ. I mean, it was it was all right in, in the old Tiger Woods games where a new shirt would get you extra spin on your ball, but they did away with that, and then everyone else decided yeah. to do it on their shit that made no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So no, but but it is a bummer. Like there's so many phone games where you know playing animation, uh, throwdown. You know, you you watch ads to get your bonus stuff, and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. And and I'll look at them, and I'll be like that game looks pretty cool, but I know it's free and they'll be like download for free. And yeah. I'm like, Nope, because I know yeah. that there's going to be some kind of bullshit. That's just going to make me go. This isn't fun. Say like, McDonald's at your phone to yeah. skip the ad. You know what? I would, if it, if, if I had that option, fuck yes. But <laughs> just knowing that, they, that they don't like, if 
I'd, I'd shell out 20 bucks for something. I mean, I, I didn't, the only reason I didn't shell out the 10 bucks for Super Mario Run, mm-hmm. which I should have put in my disappointments, but I just didn't like how that played. Yeah. I, I don't like the style of game that Mario has become, but I had no problem whatsoever with paying that price because I knew if I pay the 10 bucks, that's all the 10 bucks. That 10 bucks is, well, there's my investment. I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, at where, and so many of these games, I'd be like, if you want 20 bucks, fine. Yeah. You know, I'll pay the 20. I have XCOM on my phone. You know, it's like, I'll pay the, the whatever that was when I bought it. I think it was $15. It's like, I'd pay that because I, it's not going to be like, oh, your guy died? How about paying 99 cents to resurrect him? <laughs> Use you know? a crystal to resurrect your <laughs> yeah. deal. Like, yeah. just all that. It, like, j- just the basically, like, and, you know, and it's infected everything where it's like, you can't get anything without a subscription service being attached to it. Right. And that's really all free to plays are at this point is it's like, I'm give, we're giving you the base model, but really if you want to pay a subscription, which is basically, Hey, if you want to buy more gems to right. do that, you know, just it, nobody wants your money just once and then move on. Everybody wants to find a way to make you subscribe to right. them and I, keep coming back and keep giving them money. I'm about to say something super hypo- hypocritical because I haven't stopped playing animation throwdown, but mm-hmm. here's a good rule. Open up your free-to-play game. If there is an option in the store for something that is $99.99, delete that shit immediately. <laughs> Best value. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, if the max pack is yeah. that much money. Yeah. Yeah. If there's something that costs $100, delete that shit immediately. Mm-hmm. Because that means that's that's not all you need. That's a pack for yeah. some time. That it, won't even give you everything in right. the game. Yeah. I, I will say though that you know um, Pac-Man 256 was a it was a free mobile game and uh, had those hooks in it, but then it came out on consoles for five dollars. Which one? Uh, Pac-Man 256. Oh, okay, yeah. And it it's great on consoles. It's great. Give five dollars. It doesn't feel like a mobile game at all. There's none of those hooks in it at all. You just you do better and you get more power ups and you just keep progressing and playing and and that's it. I, if I had had that game as a free to play game, it would have driven me crazy. I would have mm. been like, ah, this is all right, but I just. I don't well, want to give this thing money because thing, it's I only played gross. it on the Apple TV, but like the only thing I noticed was like to whatever progress to the unlocks or whatever bullshit it had was like, okay, you have 10 power points that mm-hmm. when you use them, they recharge, mm-hmm. but then it didn't stop you from continuing to play. So like, no, if you, no, if you just were like, I just want to play some sweet ass Pac-Man. Yeah. You could keep <laughs> going. You just weren't making progress toward quests or whatever the exactly. fuck it had. Exactly. Which I, I kind of appreciated that aspect of it. Like, just don't prevent me. Like even animation throwdown. Like when you run out of like arena energy, you could just sit there and practice against people all day. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like, I just like the mechanics of battling cards. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not getting anything for it, but I, arena energy. I, yeah. I I think the thing I'm saying when it, when mobile games are getting grosser, it, it's not just the free to play model which has been around for a while. I think it's the, like you were saying this description thing and stuff like that. But there are so many. There's so many levels of free to playness in a free to play mm-hmm. game. There's like eight currencies for each thing now, and it's like plus ads. I, yeah, it's like ads and things that recharge, and you got to do this thing, and you got to turn on notifications to get this other currency, and the, the juice flows this way, and your mm-hmm. fuel comes this way, <laughs> yep. and you know and your the spice gems. Must flow. Yeah, it's like fuck. I can't. You know, I have a hard time with just. American currency. Just keep a track of my own money. <laughs> yep. Like, I just need to know how much money I've got. I don't need eight other fucking currencies in my phone telling me when my car up. will <laughs> get a plus two tire juice on it and just 
It's yep. just ah. Yeah. I'm so old. I think about Harlow. You don't want to have to open up a QuickBooks yeah. for your fucking phone games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about Harlow's Star Wars experience, where whatever that game was, where he had this awesome squad that he built and he loved them. And then they're like, all right, we have ships and you have to train up pilots for yeah. all of them. And they're worthless on the ground, but you need ships or you're going to lose. Yeah. You know, and it's like, man, fuck you guys. Delete. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. you just made all the time I put in here. It, it, just worthless. Yep. Like, like it's like you just erase that. Oh, yep. Hello, Supercard season two. Yes, yep. that's when and I that was my last one, and that was when I deleted Supercard. But I played Supercard for an extra six months, knowing that it was horseshit and I should stop playing it. But when it was when they introduced the new season and said, "Okay, all your old cards, you can still look at them, mm-hmm. but." they're not going to be worth anything unless you feed them to other cards and like yep. put them in the juicer and spin them around and fucking yeah, put them in the fusion you know, reactor. It's like, what the fuck? Just no mobile games. No. There. Uh, yep. That's my bad. Yep. Friend. All right. Speaking of games, <laughs> All right. um, I'm going to round this category out with games are a pain in the dick to play. Uh huh. Motherfucker. <laughs> wow. All right. I mean, Every time, why are they a pain in the dick to play? All I want to do sometimes, and and this is this is one Just of my barriers to gaining. Right, <laughs> zoom, zoom, I got zoom. a feeling you're not the only <laughs> one. Boom. One of my barriers to gaming 2016 is you can't just put the fucking disc in the gate in the fucking thing and play it. Nope, I'm mad about this, as you can tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. No, I got to do a nine gigabyte fucking patch. Yep. When I get like, get a game, brand new game, release day, right? Mm-hmm. You stick it in the fucking console first time before it lets you play the motherfucker (laughs) it's a nine gig patch when everybody else is getting home from work and downloading their nine gig patch plus sony servers notoriously slow as piss Mm -hmm. (laughs) cold piss out of a whatever other thing that makes it cold is somehow if you shut the machine off the speed shoots through the roof. Yeah, it'll download it instantly. But yeah. you can't. Which you is can't great. Even, <laughs> you can't even it's rely great, on it. But to, can't even rely on it to download its own updates, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you turn the fucking thing on. It's like, oh no, I I just decided <laughs> I wasn't going to download the update. So for you to do anything, you have to download console update. That's another eighty five gigs, and that's going to take sixteen hours. So mm-hmm. you can play a video game tomorrow. But I'm like, no console. I would like to play a video game today, and it's like, nah. Yeah. Nah, I agree. You can't do it. Nah. So there's that aspect of it, which is like, and it's on both consoles. It's presumably on PC. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to swoop in and do the well, actually, on PC thing because Steam updates like uh, 900 times a day. Yeah, I mean, so, all right. Here's the trade-off. Like, if you have a PC and you're primarily gaming through Steam, leave Steam running as long as you don't have your. I mean, you can update, schedule your updates. Like, okay, I want to do it between 1 a.m. and 6 a.m. because It'll yeah. be the fastest, and I don't care. You can do that, or you can just say update whenever the fuck you see an update. Mm-hmm. However, it's not like launching the games works every time. Oh, no, because yeah. it yeah. has to install the update and well, no, no, install I just, I just mean like 12 you know, times. Like, and, you know, always. get your resolutions right and, you know, yeah. all your settings. So, I mean, the trade-off is like, yeah, they fixed patching and installing and all that shit. And when you download a game, hey, guess what? We already installed the patch because... That's what you should fucking do. Mm-hmm. That's that's the worst is like to grab a digital game on the console and then go, all right, cool. We're going to install a patch. I'm like, I just downloaded I just, this. This should be the updated fucking game. You yeah. fuck nuts. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. But and then you got to install the patch yeah. and then you got to install the game. Why do I have to install the game? It's on. Ah! I get Sam Kennison about it because it's just so frustrating because 
when I want to play a game, like especially this year when I've wanted to play games, I just want to go fucking play the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I either have a limited time or a limited headspace or limited whatever for, you know, tucking in and playing these games. And when it doesn't let me, I'm just like, what? what? Fuck it. I'm going to go do something else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do literally anything else than try to play a video game because... I'm in some sort of Satan's Sisyphus loop of install, patch, update, install, patch, update, install, patch, update, install, patch, update, f- forever. So it's I, just... I think this is why I go back and p- replay games. Like, I'm just like... Because <laughs> they're already installed. Yeah. Like, Even, you know what? I can fire up Diablo 3 and it'll just be there waiting for me, ready to go. <laughs> but but then, if you're playing it on console, there, there's going to be a patch that, the, that they make you fucking update. Sometimes. And occasionally. Like, for example, yeah. on... on PlayStation 4. If there's a game I haven't played in a couple months, as soon as I put the disc in, it goes, uh, there's a patch. You yep. got you to gotta install the patch. I'm like, but, that but is I told one you. problem with PlayStation 4 is if, if it's not on your front, like on your main bar, and it goes into your library, mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't get the auto patch. I told you, motherfucker, I told you to update this shit. Yeah. I gave you the free will and the ability to go out and get updates. Nope. <laughs> get those motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. Thank that, you. Thank you for that listening. That sounds like a pain in the dick. That's a bad trend. <laughs> I hate to tell you this. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to get any it's better. I did, I did any have better. to wait for the Diablo 1, 3 patch, whatever. <laughs> I'm saying, because well, yeah. like, I jumped on it. like It came yeah, out like an hour before. Megs of it. I was just like, it would have auto-patched auto text, overnight. I texted him. That, that's how bad we are about Diablo 3. And this, this leads right into best pre-2016 sure, sure. game we played in 2016, which mine was Diablo 3. I think it's a perfect arcade game. Just to that tell you the awesome. level of addiction that Harlow and I had, the patch, as soon as it came up, I texted him and I'm like, patch is live. And he knew what I was talking about. <laughs> and and he went, oh, oh, what, what? And then all of a sudden I see Harlow, <laughs> blink, Harlow 37 is online. It wasn't like, immediate because yeah, I wasn't is. home. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But Diablo 3 is, God, I, Diablo 3, I just, I can't think of a better money for like, like better value for the money that you put into a game, the hours and hours that we've gotten out of it. Yep. So that's mine. Diablo three. Yeah. And yeah. I, mean, I, I, I concur. I mean, I'm still over the money. I feel like yep. hours play. I, I have the PC version. Well, buy me a copy then. <laughs> you can join have us. My disc copy. Seven join us. Which, with. Yeah. which if you want to, you have an Xbox, you want to join us on Xbox? I don't care. I will give you some money in the Xbox version. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. He's got I cash. will make it fucking rain gold. <laughs> Which, no. Where do you guys normally play? Is Xbox, it Xbox? Xbox yeah. One. Yeah. Is where we kind of we we have it on PS4 also. Mm-hmm. Have it on PC. There, there also. you go. That's that's what's happening with my old copy. There you yep. go. It, it might go. be a pain in the dick when you first put it in. It will be a pain. I'll just put it in and like you go to bed. I'll put it in on a. I'll go home on Friday and put it in and then go out. Just, and go drinking and forget just, about it until Sunday. Just put it in before you go to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be oh, all no. installed and patched. That'll <laughs> be done. It'll be done. Anyway, Don't worry. Be done. but no, I mean, yeah, I've, I've bought it on the PC, I bought it on the PS4, and now the Xbox One, two copies, <laughs> and I, I still feel like I owe money. I'm just saying that's the serious, crazy yep. amount of hours yep. I've played on the game. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, I would say Rock Band Four is a pretty good pre 2016 game because it's, it's, it's a finished game. <laughs> it's brought me back. Yeah, uh, they finally put my drum, my drum adapter out. Yeah, you've got I'm your drum adapter. You can play your drums. Uh, they put some uh, content in it that uh, updates every week. So there's mm-hmm. a reason to come back to it every week. You gotta wait um, for a fucking update though, I bet. 
Yeah. I'm, I kid, I kid. Actually, it's, no. a, it's the joke. Uh, well, the, the, the expansion pack is an update, but that's expected because it's mm-hmm. a whole new game, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's really not any kind of patches or anything. They, they've been really small. Um, just mm-hmm. fixing like, eh, we fucked up. You can get a million points on this song because whoops. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that it, that game now is what it should have been at launch. Yep. It's the complete game it should have been. Yeah. And it's, there's a lot of content in there now. There's two story modes. And a thing to come back to every week. With um, your team. Yeah. We hit, we got a team. We got a good team. We got nine out of ten people on a team now. I, it's crazy. Um, I should probably put some points on that team. I joined and haven't played we have, once. We, <laughs> we have people that can play metal songs that yeah. we don't Ooh. touch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every, it's, you know, and it's good for people of all skill sets and whatever instrument they mm-hmm. play. There's there's something for everyone to do and still contribute. So yep. it's, it's smart design that they've done on this. And I... I and they to continue to put out weekly DLC. Yeah, yeah, and some of it doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah, I've bought some of it. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Yep. Um. Next up, Dead Rising Three. Like I said before, I played a hundred thousand hours of it, and it's it's a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. Dead Rising Three. Yep. Um. And then I would say Burnout Paradise because that became backwards compatible this year. And so at least two of us fired it up to test it out. Yep, I did too. And then we played a lot of Burnout Paradise. <laughs> I yeah. got my. Burnout license again. Yeah. Because my save was corrupted. Oh. Hooray! Oh, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, man, that game is just... its It sucks you right in. Yeah. It, there's something about it that... It, it's like that video that you, you sent all of us, the, the guy who goes back and studies game design and, and really like, you know, susses out exactly why it's mm-hmm. so smart. Oh, errant signal? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just... It's amazing game design. Like, it's a big city, but not... Like, you don't get lost in it. It's mm-hmm. not that big, but it still feels big. It feels like a city. And, and areas are distinct. Yes. And the sense of speed in that game is fucking Unmatched. incredible. I mean, Unmatched. it's just, it's unbelievable. And the, and the sense that you can actually hold on to that speed for a little bit without going completely out of control <laughs> <Yes>. until, <laughs> you know, some sort of hitboxing error occurs and you go careening off you of the map. You hit a or, <laughs> yeah. you know, a mailbox. Just, that is just get on that highway stretch mm-hmm. and yep. just let it, let it out. I-88 West. <laughs> yeah, let that open. Yeah. Oh, and we all so came good. around on DJ Atomica. He's pretty yes. good. Yeah, he's, DJ Atomica is pretty he's good. He's got helpful tips. Yep. And he's not as Your annoying as you DJ thought he was. Your buddy DJ Atomica here. <laughs> nope. Hey, why don't you get on that highway? Yeah. You'll have a lot of fun. DJ Atomica out. He's like a smarmy buddy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like, he's he like wants, Chuck. He's yeah, our he, Chuck. He wants you to do well. He just has a voice that sounds like an asshole. Yeah, complete douche. <laughs> but yeah, from the from just the, the opening chords, mm-hmm. I'm hooked when that when that comes on. Yeah. I hear Par- I hear Paradise City anywhere else. And I'm like, <gasps> what? Well, it's, I, it's, it's literally dangerous for me to hear it in the car. Yeah, it's Pavlovian. Days. Yes. Yeah, I, like, I, I hear that and I want to play Burnout Paradise. No, I hear I hear it and I want to drive fast. Drive <laughs> Luckily, I drive a car that doesn't allow me to go too fast. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that game is still great. Yep. So it's it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got two, and uh, one is uh, Battlefront, and I won't go on about Battlefront. And because, I will second that. Um, that game that game is really great. That game rocks. Now um, that it's complete, kind of. Yeah, and it's. I, I, I guess I will talk about it for a little bit. Um, it's been, well, I mean, it's been One sort of week. evolving. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it's been evolving for, you know, for the better part of a year and a couple months now. So what was it? November of 20. 
15. Did it launch? Did it launch? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, It was Um, right before Black Friday. Yeah. And it's just been like through pain in the ass fucking updates (laughs) and the fact that they... Oh, now it's pain in the ass? Pain in the fucking dick. Okay. Okay. Updates. Get that straight. Um, (laughs) In fact, the last update that that they did, the Rogue One Scarif update, actually broke all the other updates. So you had to re unfuckulate all of the updates mm. um, <laughs> good which process, was a though. huge pain in the dick but, <laughs> but the game itself has evolved over the last uh, 13 months 14 months or so mm. and God, just, I'm going to dwell on unfuckulate <laughs> you're welcome you can dwell on unfuckulating as long as you like okay um, but it's really evolved over the over the last 14 months and has gone from and this is, of course, only if you get the DLC, but it's gone from a fairly vanilla game that is just kind of three or four modes to a wildly rich experience with something for every play style and a ton of interesting things to do. Um, they've added a little bit of single player stuff, um, which, I mean, uh, whatever. It was never going to be a single-player game, but they added in a little bit of single-player stuff for people who couldn't necessarily play online as often or just didn't feel like they were good enough to play online Mm -hmm. or whatever. But they added this skirmish stuff so you can, you know, go... uh, You can play against bots, and... Yeah. It's just been... It's just been a really good evolution of of a game over the last year. So I'm, I'm... pretty happy to have played a bunch of it and also i played forza horizon for the first time because uh i got an x-bone and they're like hey here whatever games with gold you can have this free <laughs> thanks and i was like thanks and so i played a crap load of that i still haven't beaten it but i have played Takes a while so yeah. much of that game yeah, i played a lot um, of it as well again because my save got lost in the cloud <laughs> somewhere <laughs> so i started over lost my unicorn cars but uh, aside from that yeah, that game's solid. It's man, it's really good. Like I can imagine that playing it, you know, when everybody else was playing it would have been a ton of fun because mm-hmm. it's got a bunch of those burnout type things where you mm-hmm. you know, you do a certain thing at a certain speed or you do a jump or whatever or you get a combo chain and you it it gives you rival stuff to do and that stuff's pretty fun even even playing everybody's five-year-old ghosts um, is oh, a pretty good time. Yeah, little, little toddlers running around, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little kinder ghosts. Um, but playing playing against everybody's ghosts that they're no longer updating uh, is a pretty good. Is I, a pretty I keep good trying time. to find kinder ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> they don't sell them in the U.S. anymore. The parts are too small. And... Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess that's, but, that's me. Oh, right. But yeah, that's that's pretty pretty much it for me. Um, I, I only I only have one thing on this list. Yeah, I have Pokemon Y. Why? Why is it on the list? Because uh, it came out long before 2016, and I played it in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, Pokemon Go was your gateway drug, right? And then you were like, I should play a I real mean, Pokemon. I, I mean, game. I had Pokemon Y. I played a little bit, and to be honest with you, like the Pokemon thing never completely clicked with me. Like I didn't completely understand it, um, especially the the RPG ones. And yeah, Go Pokemon Go was kind of like. In the early days when, like, the game was preventing you from playing it properly because of connection issues and everything else, I was like, <laughs> right. I just want to catch some fucking, fucking Pokemans. I'm tired of this walking around shit and the game crashing all the time. Tired of using my feet. 
And so I fired up Pokemon Y, and yeah, it was like, here's everything you wanted and more because it's an actual full game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I immediately, like, my top wish for 2017 is for the Switch to work somewhat well and give me a goddamn Pokemon game like this that I can play sitting at my in my big chair with the big TV because I don't understand why this thing I spent over 80 hours on was on a tiny little set of screens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that makes no sense to me. I did it, but it makes no sense. Yeah. Pokemon on consoles has always been so strange. Like, yeah. Like Pokemon here's snap. Here's the dumb <laughs> shit that you could easily do with a, a DS that yeah. we're going to put on the Wii. It's yeah. like, yeah. what? Yeah. You know, Nintendo don't just, just don't know. They just, they just do shit. I don't know. <laughs> they just do shit. Yeah, Nintendo. That's their slogan for a while. Uh-huh. We they, do shit. They got a big wheel on the wall that says, you know, it's got whichever consoles they have mm-hmm. available, and they just spin it and yeah. throw yeah. a Pokemon name at it. <laughs> they actually throw a ball in. Again, yeah. exactly, because no one knows how video games work. <laughs> yeah. So clearly, well, Nintendo is... has a big wheel on the wall. <laughs> this is Nintendo we're talking about. That's right. true. They probably do my, have the wheel. My favorite and is also we, as video game not journalists. Mm hmm know everything that goes on inside yeah. video game studios. This is true. My favorite is still Wii Music. That's a good one. That is that is a good, like, what was this supposed to be thing? Hey. But hey, it gave that press conference where that one dude was drumming away with his Wii yeah. emotes. That guy was having a good time. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, everyone's like, I don't time. know about the Switch. I need to hear some details. They need to walk out 5 a.m. in that fucking press conference and go, Switch, price, Pokemon fall <laughs> done. Take my fucking money. I would love it. They would do like, and they can't because they don't have Nintendo stores all around the world. But I would love if they could do an Apple thing, which is like Nintendo Switch available now, two fifty nine mm-hmm. in stores now. Yeah, go get it. But they're not going to do it. No, no. of course it's going to be. They're going to be five in the continental That's United States. Exactly right. Yes. Yeah. Artificial scarcity. Yes. Four of them are going to be on eBay within seconds for uh-huh. seventeen thousand dollars a piece with the receipt in the photo. But I mean, yeah. like honestly, like even just the rumor that this was going to be their new thing had to have hurt Sun and Moon sales. Yeah. Because I, I mean, like so. they were like, "Hey, Switch coming. Here's a new Pokemon game." Uh, do I like? I mean, I haven't bought it because I'm like, I think I, it's I, doing- I really want to play it, but. It's supposed to be pretty good. I assume it's doing pretty well. Like I keep hearing, oh, sure, I sure. have heard about it a I'm lot. I'm just saying, it, you know, maybe these people are are like me that are they're, like Diablo. They're like, I'll rebuy it. I don't yeah. care. Well, there's a lot. Of this is on the that, DS, yeah. right? Sure. The the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they say that's that? Well, Sun and, Sun and Moon, Moon is on the gonna, Wii U. Did they say that they're going to be on Wait, the what? on the Switch? Sun and, Sun and Moon is not on the Wii U. Well, there's one. There's one that came out recently that's on the Wii U. No, I would be playing these things, not the, not the RPG ones. There's never been one on a console. Okay, okay. <laughs> My mistake. No, I, I mean there are I things know, I don't know the shit about the Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> like they have battlers and the picture taking things mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, snap stadium Pokemon right. tournament. Yeah, there's Pokemon. Does that tournament. sound right? I don't know. Oh no, that's yeah. Pokemon tournament. That's Pokemon. Yeah, but it's all. Oh, yeah, that's, that's is that Pokemon? Fight. That's a fighting game. That's like yeah, that's yeah. A, that's actually a straight up fighting fighting game. Yeah. Like to half circle right to Pikachu. I think they've said there's something <laughs> half circle to Pikachu. So. No. Anyway, who knows? We're fucking speculating. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. Best soundtrack. Yeah. Soundtracks we liked the best. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh. Oh. I just want to be clear on this. Oh, okay. You know those sounds that come out and form melodies and rhythms and <laughs> yeah. that like, sort of stuff? Like, like in Rock Band. Yeah. Wow. Kind yes. Of. Rock Band. Best that, soundtrack. <laughs> that day, the game had a pretty good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, maps. But yeah, it did have that song, Maps. Wait. <laughs> 
No. They don't love you like right. they love you. So, uh, best soundtrack. <laughs> First up, um, <laughs> originally I was like, do we just put Mafia 3 and then just don't bother with anything yeah, else? Move on? Yeah. Because that Mafia 3 soundtrack's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Uh, as we would say, dope. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. I, I just wish Indeed. the game was better. Yeah. I've tried to go back several times. They've, they've fixed issues, but. Not your issue. Still jank. It's just still not fun. <laughs> like, I mean, like, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. I Games remember you, should be fun. I mean, there are yeah. fun bits to be had. Like shooting a dude in the head in that world is pretty fun, especially mm. when they're a horrible racist. That's um, what I was gonna say. That sounds like a lot of that, fun. That, that that is fun. Um, but you know what? This is <laughs> New Orleans in the 1970s. They're all racist, and you can't shoot them all. Well, I mean, you could try, but I, I don't know. It's just given enough ammo and time, the missions are just mm. Mm. Un- uninspired. But at least the music, the is soundtrack inspired. is officially yeah dope. Cool. Great. Um, I, Hashtag Arlo dope. Yeah, I have a couple new ones uh, that we haven't discussed on the show yet, but uh, Abzu is one of them. That was is the uh, Journey ish game mm-hmm. that came out earlier this year. Uh, it's on PS4, Xbox One. I think it's on Steam, too. It is. Uh, that is uh, Austin Wintory uh, did the soundtrack for that. He's done a whole bunch of games that you would recognize. and um, That is one that's like a full orchestra, and somebody actually capturing a mood that you want, where Abzu is a game where you're basically a diver who is doing cool things in uh, in in each area to basically release new uh new forms of fish life what do they call them aquatic life you know like like you're releasing sea turtles in and it's all like real animals you know real it's believe it's actually the life aquatic sure yeah yes i I, but you're 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 zissuing around uh (laughs) and but they they it captures portuguese bowie music is what you're saying it is see okay or whatever Portuguese yes is. <laughs> I don't know. See, <laughs> si, I mean, Portuguese yes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that, that's what I would, I would just go around Portugal going, Portuguese yes. <laughs> Seeing if they understand. But uh, it's but, a roundabout way of getting to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but there's, you know, you're eventually exploring ancient you know, underwater temples and say, like, like it, it's progressing areas in neat ways. And the soundtrack really captures that whole sense of, wonder at being in a cool place and it also being underwater and it's just a really solid soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, also firewatch, uh, Chris Remo, his work on it is really, really solid. Like it's really great at capturing mood at the right times. And they give you certain, like it's, it's one of those games that's well paced. I mean, it is, if you're an asshole, it's a walking simulator. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you're not an asshole, it's still a walking simulator. (laughs) but yeah, <laughs> well, yeah I'm way, if you're not it, it, it is it is a game where it's designed to be like all right you need to go over here yeah. and you know you're not going to battle anything along the way you're just going to traverse the terrain it's to get there bullshit if i can't shoot bullets at something yeah. it's not a game yeah but <laughs> but they do a good job of being like all right you need to get over there and uh call me when you get there and so you've got the time and they've got the time to make the soundtrack work and you know give you enough space to let whatever song play out that they need to give the correct mood at yeah. that time. I need to play that. Chris Remo um, is a talented composer. Like mm-hmm. he is funny, good idle thumbs, dude. Yeah. Um, the songs do are, not sound like you think they would. 
I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, um, yeah they, it's it's really it does it. You wouldn't necessarily go, oh, that's Chris Remo stuff. You, it's very yeah. different from what he normally does. So uh, it's but nice. I appreciate his taste in melody and chord progression and mm-hmm. harmony. Yep. So, um. I look forward to. Li- I haven't listened to any of the Firewatch soundtrack, but I I do know that he is someone whose talents I appreciate. So mm-hmm. I need to get on that. It's solid. Hmm. Um, well, speaking of games we haven't talked about, uh, I've got a couple here that we're going to talk about later, but they do qualify for best soundtrack awards. Also, uh, I want to mention Doom, Doom here, which I have words for that game later, but I will say that the soundtrack is probably the most on point that game is. It's it's the most appropriate I th- mm-hmm. aspect of that game, I think. It's it's what you think it is. It's fucking metal, and then you get to hell, and it's like metal with angel music behind it, you know, like chanting and humming and, you know, harps and shit. But, <laughs> you know, whatever hell music sounds like. But it's, it's, music. it's appropriate, and it works, and it's never irritating. Like, I can't fucking stand metal, but it's like the metal here is decent it it fits it's not luckily there's no vocals and screaming and you know mm. nonsense to it it's just yeah okay this is probably what doom sounds like and this works so yeah. a lot um, of crunchy guitars yeah um a lot of it sounds like kevin owens's entrance music <laughs> so <laughs> okay uh, yeah <laughs> that gives you an idea of what it sounds like yep. so I, I wanted to give a shout out to doom soundtrack um also a game i'm gonna talk about later uh oxen free which I'll explain what that game is later, but the soundtrack for this game is kind of this kind of menacing electronica um, that really kind of changes in, in intensity depending on what you're doing in that game, which I'll explain later. But um, I found myself kind of like having it in my head when I wasn't playing it and mm-hmm. it, that was telling me to go play the game. So that to me is kind of a, you know, that's a compelling thing. Like you should probably yeah. listen to the soundtrack. And then uh, Tales from the Blood Dragon Trials of the Blood Dragon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, Tales, Tales. of the Blood Dragon. <laughs> Tales from the Blood Dragon. That's the Telltale, Telltale series. Right. Right. The font on my screen is so small. Uh, Trials of the Blood Dragon has this kind of cool, synthy, appropriate soundtrack that you would think that game should have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it works for that game. There's a lot of things in that game that don't quite work, but the soundtrack is not one of those things that, that is disappointing. I think the, the soundtrack for Trials of the Blood Dragon is mm-hmm. spot on and what you want it to be so yep. well <laughs> this is so <laughs> well uh, i'm here so it's pregnant pause time uh-huh. i'm typing up my hate tweet right now <laughs> are you <laughs> ginning it up um it's procedurally generated <laughs> <laughs> procedurally gin um no man's sky soundtrack is really interesting to me um you can say whatever you like about the game um but the soundtrack is entirely procedurally generated off of what are basically just uh, several shovels full of cues that were done by um, 65 Days of Static, a band that I have no information about other than their name and the fact that they did this soundtrack. (laughs) Um, I don't know what they did to make this soundtrack work, but it is always exactly what I want in my chill space exploration game. And it is... It is often familiar, but <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I'm just now imagining like a hippie dude with a hacky sack, like I'm just exploring my chill space. 
<laughs> that's that's what I'm doing in No Man's Sky yeah. a lot of the time. No, like literally, he's just like in this little area of this room. Like I'm, I'm exploring <laughs> my chill space, man. Exploring my chill space. Now I'm over here. He's now put I'm on over a here. Zappa and a little, you know. Now I'm horizontal. Smoke a couple dubs and explore my chill space. <laughs> um, but it's exactly what I want in my my chill out and explore space game, and it's it's all the time familiar, but never feels like it's just on a loop um jokes bouncing around inside my head that i can't get out because they don't make any sense um but it never feels like it's on a loop um it is also music that kind of drifts around in my like it's a weird sort of thing when you get something well how do i explain it it's like when you get something that you're not terribly familiar with stuck in your head like a song that you might know like maybe one line of the chorus to well enough for it to kind of bounce around in your head all day. It's like that, but, but amorphous, like when I get the no man's sky, quote unquote, no man's sky music stuck in my head, it's just a series of feelings of sound, which I think is really interesting. And that's what, that's kind of what it is throughout, throughout the game is just more like feelings of sound. Um, And occasionally, there are some cues that are specific to certain actions in the game, but those are really the only things that, that actually repeat. And so it feels like kind of a marvel and also a very natural thing at once. So I really, I really enjoy um, actually letting the music play mm-hmm. when I'm, when I'm playing this game. And I know a lot of you guys tend to switch over to listening to something else other or at least Mackie does Mac- Mackie switches over to anything Podcasts. else but video game music most of the time um, yeah, never, which is never. so strange to me but um, but this one I, I just I can't listen to anything else when it's when it's going on I just like the noise of it yeah my only exception for not listening to game music is my phone on mute like at work <clears throat> if I'm playing a game and it has sound yeah. I'm listening to what it has mm-hmm even Diablo, I don't even turn that off anymore, despite having heard all that music oh, yeah. 11,000 times. times. Yeah. Yep. All right. So some good soundtracks, you guys. Good picks. They are. Hot picks. Yeah, hot picks. Uh, even hotter picks coming up. <laughs> Best section of a game. Oh, the hottest. Yes. These are these are the... I'm sure these games are going to show up in a lot of the photies. It's the official ones, but possible. But <laughs> damn, all of them like they like we want to point these out in particular. Yeah, I think it's just, just it's the one section of the game where you're just like, man, that was a good game, but that one, you know, yep, yep. that section. Yep. Um. Yeah. First one, I think I put this on there, but I believe Chuck will wholeheartedly agree. I do. Um. Titanfall two. The um. I don't know what. It might have a chapter name, but I, I it's the time warp level. Yeah. Press yeah. right bumper to time travel. Yeah. Yes. Where it's basically like you're between two different times and what happened, you know, parts of the station are destroyed in one time and not the other and vice versa. So you're using it to get around, you know, f- places that are on fire or destroyed in areas versus in the other time there are enemies swarming everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's this push and pull of do I fight the enemies or get around the obstacles? Um, and it's just, it's damn solid game design, really. I mean, it's weird. I want to say like another game did this and I want to say like fracture or, you know, one of those one word mm -hmm. titles from Mm -hmm. the early, like 360 days. But the way Titanfall two does it is it just kind of throws it in there. It's just like, Oh, now you got this ability and it's a, it's an early level. It's not anywhere close to end game, 
and it's only valid in that level like when you finish that level it's like okay enough of that yeah and it's like mm-hmm. oh i'm gonna take your ability away to do this crush the thing that makes it happen mm-hmm. and that's the end of it it's, <laughs> they don't let you do that beyond it's not something that wow. you acquire it would be too hard to program yeah I think, but for this one level way. it's fantastic because you just you're in this facility that's been fucked up and the only way to figure out what happened is just go back in time and and look at it but <laughs> They really come That's up with some. That's kind of ballsy. I, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. But they come up with some really creative ways to use it. There's there's like there's there's ghost sort of images of things between the two times. So like you can kind of tell where the enemies are going to be. Yeah. When you're in the other time, and also they kind of react to you. You're like, holy shit, that guy yes. just appeared. Yeah. Like- <laughs> the, it went like in one world, it's just like w- robo wolves and shit, and then on the other, it's guards, but. You will just pop in and the guards will be like, huh, what? Where did this guy come from? And then you pop out and it's all of a sudden a wolf jumps on you and starts eating your face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's really smart. And it's just it has no bearing on anything else in the game. It's nope. just a simple mechanic that you get and it goes away as soon as you get it. It's and, and this isn't a game like to, for me to pick out this section. This game was full of awesome sections. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to talk about. For fear of spoiler, spoilers, this one section that's in the end of the game, but there is one epic mm-hmm. bit that happens at the end that is just scale-wise, I mean, uh, incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, not since like the first God of War have I felt something on that scale level mm-hmm. of just awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Like, where, you know, the I mean, I can spoil God of War, it's old enough, but like, I mean, there's literally like a point where it's like, a punch basically goes around the world almost. It's like, you know, it's just like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of the Asura's Wrath type right. thing. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where you just split the moon in half because you punch somebody so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, that section is really good. Nice. Uh, for me, Sapienza and Hitman, they built a little city and they filled it with ways to murder someone. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. Like and and it's it's the most varied area of the game, but it also feels the most real. Is it's this little city with a church where there's all these people in the church, like a priest taking confessions who goes through his rounds. There's a there's a you know an undertaker. There, there's a mortician where there's there's a whole. He's got a, a morgue behind him, and he's got the funeral parlor in the front. I mean, there's and then there's the an entire mansion that this dude owns with a freaking underground lab underneath with a with a uh, you know, a seaplane that you can escape in under the bottom. I mean, there's just this whole town they built and there is, there, there are side corners that the main mission might never touch, but they sent a lot of the elusive targets through those areas. Mm -hmm. So they built it in a way that's like, is still useful. You know, I mean, I love Paris and Hokkaido levels in that game, but for me, Sapienza was the one that I played and I'm like, okay, this game is awesome. Like, like these are people who know how to make, an amazing level and sapienza i think was the height of hitman season one uh also the game inside the final what the fuck section of that game (laughs) because i don't want to spoil it because it is so like it you you will never predict what the fuck is about to happen when you get there but then when it does and then the game's like all right you're playing like this now and it still maintains a lot of the mechanics that were in the game, but they're also like just grotesquely insane in very, very, very odd ways. Um, I can't say enough about that. I just, it's like one of those sections I just played kind of with my jaw open. Like 
I can't believe I'm actually playing this and that they're actually doing this. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I still don't quite know what they were saying with what they were doing, like what their message was, but it was still it, like, it's a thing. <laughs> I don't even know how to like describe it, but it's so insane that it's just like, all right, okay, you guys. And uh, man, I got a bunch. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like the one who's I mean, got I, all the I, moments. I, I, will, I will totally uh, back you up on this one. Yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah. The next one I have is the intro slash life story of Henry in Firewatch which is basically just told through a few text boxes on screen, but you're making a choice between, but it basically says how you met your wife. Okay. It says how you met your wife. And then, you know, basically the history of your relationship up until the point that the game starts. Mm -hmm. And it is amazingly effective at making you understand where this guy's coming from and what he's doing and also kind of shaping how his life has gone but it's also presented in that walking dead way of here's two shitty choices. Mm-hmm. You know, here are two bad choices and you don't get to pick the, Oh, this one's all rosy and happy. Like you have to pick one of the bad ones yep. because Henry isn't you like Henry, you, you're shaping Henry somewhat, but they want to make it clear. Like this is not, you're not role playing this guy. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just putting a little spin on it. Yeah. Your own personal touch. Yeah. But it's just this it's little like, what section. Kind of dog do you have? Yeah. Yeah. It, did you rescue it from the pound? Yeah. Did you, you know, what was it? A big dog was a little, you know, there's just little things like that mm-hmm. that do show up later in the game. Mm-hmm. If I, you hit the conversations the correct way. Yep. I think that, I think that means that you're more role-playing Henry than, than you do in a lot of quote unquote RPGs. Because in a yeah. lot of RPGs, you kind of marry Sue yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're like, I'm going to be the best version of me or the coolest version of me. And this, you're actually like, I haven't played it, but from yeah. what you described, you have to be in that character's shoes. And well, yeah, when it, you're it, forced to make a decision that is of the kind of character that you're mm-hmm. that you're playing, you're personalizing well, it, it. Yeah, it's kind of like it. Well, it's it's a lot of the choices are what kind of dick do you want to be? <laughs> do you want to be like, like I mean, yeah. really, because Henry yeah. is kind of a dick yeah. as far as his wife is concerned, where it's like. Do you want to be a dick this way, or do you want to be more of a passive aggressive dick? You know, yeah. it's like it's very well, like know. if you if you look at something like uh, like alignment rules uh, or alignments in in D anD D and tabletop mm-hmm. games, you are supposed to follow those alignments. Whether you as the as the person rolling the dice and saying the things you know out loud uh, would do it that way or not, you're supposed to follow your your character's alignment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're not supposed to meta game, so something like this squeezes you into a more uh, rigorous role play yeah. than just either trying to game the system or trying to make yourself the best, coolest super dude. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's really interesting I, too. I, I think the the purpose that this intro kind of serves is that by allowing you to personalize a couple of aspects of this dude's life along the way, it makes it so that when you're playing the meat of the game, you don't hate him for the choices he's made because you also kind of helped make them. Mm -hmm. It presents you with the situation that he was presented with. You have to pick one of two pretty shitty outcomes, but because you own that choice, you're not just presented with this character who's like, ew, he made, he made a bad choice you're not thinking, well, I would have done this differently. Yeah. You're thinking, yeah, that's the choice I made because I had 10 seconds to hit a button prompt. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's this character's backstory. It's an interesting deflection to get you off of, 
I don't want to play as, as this guy because what he's doing here is bad. Like, he should not be in this situation. Mm-hmm. You're, you're being an asshole, Henry. <laughs> yeah, you've run away from yeah. your problems. But it sets it up so that, like, okay, I understand where this guy's coming from. I have contributed to his backstory. I get it. Let's see where this game goes. Mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting deflection to get you off of their character type, which is just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> well, and it also it also connects you to his wife, who you don't really meet in the right. game. Yes, but you know, there's we'll we'll get into it later when we're talking right. more stuff. But I mean, there's there's basically the the temptation to start a relationship with someone that isn't your wife. Mm-hmm. And if the game had just started, you know, with oh, you're in the tower and you're talking to this new person and she's really friendly and kind of funny and you know, it's it, you wouldn't have that. It, like it, probably nobody would pick the options that say. You know, oh, just no, I have a wife. Don't talk to me like, you know, that that yes, sort of stuff. Exactly. Which I think is a lesson they learned from working on, you know, Walking Dead season one, where they said, you know, like they said, no one picked Doug. No one ever saved Doug. Yeah. Because not only was it a woman, but they gave her a gun. Yeah. And they're like, there was like all reasons pointed to. All right, Doug, you got to die, buddy. Sorry. Yeah. You know, well, and they said like they wanted to make it more of a choice, but because they actually knew Doug in real life. Like Doug was modeled after the guy who built their website. Right. They're like, oh, people will pick Doug. And he's like, nope, no. nobody wanted Doug. If you had given Doug the gun, that might have made a completely different thing. Yeah. And I will say, just jumping ahead real quick to talk about the Batman games. I was about mm-hmm. to say, I kind of want to dovetail something Batman really. Well, here. I, I it, you know, those games have gotten to a point where they are good about telling you wh- how you match up against the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. There are choices in the Batman Telltale game where... I swear to God, it's 12-year-old boys thinking with their dicks. It's mm-hmm. like you, the choice you're making makes no logical sense. What you're having that character do in that moment is a bad choice for Batman yeah. <laughs> and oh, a bad I, choice for Arkham. <laughs> I, well, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and, you're, and I disagree a little bit. But there is another there is another prominent choice in that where it, it's weird because I was, I was role-playing that as we've had this discussion about who, who, who's Batman is whose mm-hmm. because everyone seems to have their version of what Batman means. Mm-hmm. And I, I went into that game. I'm going to hundred percent play this like my version of Batman, mm-hmm. like what, like my, my moral compass of where I think Batman believes. Mm-hmm. And there was one like jaw dropping to- choice that comes up. And I think it's an episode two, maybe three where I a hundred percent was like, Oh my God, I have to make this choice right now. And then immediately my brain went, well, you know what you have to do because that's what happens in Batman. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they present you with a like sort of, I mean, I assume an alternate option to what happens. Mm-hmm. And and like, that's pretty fascinating just because, I mean, like I was trying to come in, I was trying to go in, but like not really pre- preconceived notions of where the story needed to go. But at that point it was like, oh my God, well, I have to let that happen yeah. because that's, that's what's got to happen. Yeah. Because it was like a, it was a choice, but it kind of wasn't a choice, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, that's yep. that's the weird thing. Yep. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, that, I I just think the whole thing with Henry, with the, the whole life story that they give you in this little four or five minute section. Mm-hmm. I believe I tweeted out that I needed a hug, like after I'd started yeah. the game. I'm like, good God, <laughs> yeah. what is this game about? <laughs> but the, it also puts you exactly where you need to be yes. to. To be Henry. If the game had started without that, it would be a totally different game. Yep. Yep. It really would have. Yep. Coming off of that is is my best section of anything I played this year is the challenge in The Witness, which is basically The Witness's final boss, which is a series of puzzles that 
there's no other way to beat it but to be good at the game. Like to have learned to internalize everything that that game can throw at you and to know how to do it quickly and efficiently. And I still haven't beaten it. You you have to have internalized that game, also be able to think quickly, and you really got to be just a bit smarter than everybody else. Yeah, to, I to mean, beat it, it is, it is, and that's you can you can fail in any one of those three, and and you're never going to finish the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can have strategy guides and all that stuff for so the ends of so many games and finding a boss, and you know, and I know it's you know you can Dark Souls it and do this sort of and and people you know in games generally speaking people are like oh i can't beat this dark souls boss well if you use this strategy and you do this like the witness is straight up like you can't it's randomized at the end and it's like you you just you have to be better than the game mm-hmm. and i've i've streamed it a whole bunch of times attempting it i've gotten to the last part and run out of time because it's it's also the choice of music they use there is fucking phenomenal it's um is it Night on Bald Mountain or is it in the Hall of the Mountain King? It's in the Hall of the Mountain King in the second half. I forget what the first half is, but it's like it's very serene and it's like very nice. And then it gets into Hall of the Mountain King. And like that is a song that just gets so loud and aggressive and epic at the end mm-hmm. that you can't help but be like, fuck, 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 <laughs> I have to fuck, you know, and it's just like it. it it I actually, also feel like I have to fuck it. It affects your brain in a way that like gets you panicky. Even though, like, you know, but I never wanted to play it muted ever because you need that thing to know how much time you have left. So it's really it's like it's just a absolute genius piece of game design. And it's one of the few things that I can fail as many times as I have and still say that I love it. And that knowing that the one time when I eventually do beat it is going to be like one of my crowning gaming achievements. Don't forget to stand up and say Xbox record that. Oh, I have it on the PS4, so... Don't forget to hit yeah. the share button. <laughs> hit the share button. Yeah. But, Mash that share button like your life depends on it. Yeah, but to me, like, The Witness, like... And, and I I kept streaming it because I wanted to catch that one time that I did do it. Yeah. I wanted to be on, you know, have a Twitch stream going. And, man, and that's also, like, random people hopping on the Twitch stream and being, like, and cheering me on was just one of the best fucking <laughs> things ever. Was people that, like I had no idea who these people are, complete strangers, and they're like, "Dude, you are so close! You are so close!" Like they're writing this, and I, I can see them typing. I'm like, "Oh man!" And I feel like I let these people down. I was so close, but yeah. Stream. What's that? Uh, just streaming can be magical. Like it can be a really awesome thing. It's, it's not a lot of times. Yeah, unfortunately, but <laughs> but I what, maybe it was the people that like the witness or whatever. But it was yeah. it was like always a cool thing to have people. Yeah cheering me on while doing that but easily my best section of a game this year i want to play more games that i can maybe i should add that into you know a thing that i want from next year but i want to play more games that i can stream and i just want like i have hang-ups about it because i feel like you know i'll probably start streaming and nobody will be there nobody will care and why should i do it anyway but people will show up sometimes and that Mm -hmm. might be neat so i should just do it um because a lot of the games that you know yeah, a lot of the games that are out there, I can play and stream at yeah. the same time. I can look at the chat window from time to time. But I treated it like, like it was going to be archived on the YouTube channel. That's how I looked at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even if there was nobody on there then, I was like, somebody's going to watch us creating content. Yeah, right. down the line. Yeah. 
And sometimes you luck out and you get a rando who comes in and hangs out for like six hours. Yeah. And you make a new friend. Yay, friendos. <laughs> well, I had plenty of people that just subscribed to the No mm-hmm. Quarters channel immediately oh, good. after got... watching that. So I was like, all right, cool. We've got people who are subscribed, so yep. maybe I'll maybe they'll now want to watch me. We yeah. have a responsibility. Yep. Yeah, now we do. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite sections in a game uh, this year was the... Uh, I don't know if any of you guys played Battlefield 1. You did. Um, did you play any of the campaign mode? Yeah, this is the first campaign section, right? This is the tank, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this is the Black Bess campaign sections from um, from Battlefield 1. They're not like they're not mechanically necessarily super interesting or fidelity wise like the best thing in the world. But I, I will say the campaign from Battlefield One is the best Battlefield campaign that I have played, hands down, no questions asked. Yep. Um, and the Black Best section, these motherfuckers made me feel feelings for a tank. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt something for a tank in World War One. <laughs> That's a charming a tank. Dumb, dirty, disgusting, mean old fire breathing son of a bitch tank. Um No, it, it I mean it kinda helps that they all refer to it as her and she and the yeah. old girl and Yeah. They they do a really excellent job of of just like for one, dropping you in the feeling of that experience. And uh for two, sort of like they make you they make you ca- make you care about it by showing that other people care about it, which is, um, you know, they, they, it's it's empathy or it's sympathy or both. Um, I don't fucking know, but they for one make you make you feel feelings about a tank, which is it, ridiculous and um, surprising, and for two they they make a very emotional moment like. Battlefield games have tried to do emotion before, mm-hmm. and they fall so flat because they're like super war bros, and you know, like, uh, grab the rocket launcher, Johnny, take down the super plane, like, or whatever. This mm. Cobra Kai Battlefield, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and none of it feels sincere at all. It just feels like, it just feels like. Chuckle fuck Call of Duty shit. But there's the name of your Twitch stream. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, welcome to Chuckle Fuck Call of Duty shit. I'm your host, Craig. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was, what was that again? What was your Twitter? Name is Craig! <laughs> okay. But anyway. What was that three A's? <laughs> Seventeen. Oh, sorry. A's. Hi, my apologies. Several of them are very large. <laughs> Oh, you have abnormally oh, large A's in your name. Oh, man. Yeah. They call the me A's for abnormal. abnormally large A's. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, Black Bess. Yeah. But they they also, you know, they also humanize these people in what is an absolutely uh, grotesque, painful, brutal era of the world mm-hmm. of our world that we actually live in. And I think that's something that, that kind of helps ground it and make it more impactful okay. um, is the fact that it was, you know, it was a thing that happened. And these are stories that are easily the story easily. These are stories that easily could be actual stories, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it just, it, I had to, 
set down the controller and walk away for a few minutes after oh, yeah. the end of that. Yeah, I, I was, I was well and proper shook, yep. and <laughs> that is right. that is impressive to me. So, uh, before we move on to the next se- section, I I don't know where in this Fody episode there's a good time to drop this uh, take that might be slightly yeah. warm. But Ooh. I feel I feel like Ooh. maybe this is Uh-oh. it. Smoldering I feel like I, take? I feel like perhaps this is as close as I'm going to get as the to the opportune time. All right, um, hot take time. I best hot take. I, I noticed something this year, and I, and it just kind of it dawned on me the other day. Like what? And I and I, I sorry for using this word, but what a paradigm shift we we have we've come to because countless number of, of best of lists include Doom. Mm-hmm. I think Doom is fine. Doom is a is a pretty well made game. Mm-hmm. It's funny to me that suddenly games journalism is now this is the game. Why haven't you been making this game forever? This is the game. I I love this game. This is beautiful. Where a few years ago they were like, this shooter is just shooting dudes, and war is bad. <laughs> and now Doom comes out, and it's shooting demon dudes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no point to it basically and it's the greatest fucking game of the year now our call of duties and battlefields have heart Mm -hmm. and story Mm -hmm. and they've all been spec ops the line because that's what they said and now the big games are doing that and they're like fuck you call of duty i don't want your press x to have emotions yeah and now doom is game of the year because it's doing what this shit was doing five years ago which is just being shooting dudes fun time (laughs) <laughs> fuck you I, I mean I'm yeah. just it's bullshit it really is like you can't have your cake and eat it too if you want emotions in your games fucking play spec ops the line but like now you're suddenly like doom is the is the end all be all shit like I feel like I bought into it I was like you know what maybe my dude shooters do need some more feels in them and like and suddenly here they are in infinite warfare and battlefield and they're good I mean like they are like it's not it's not like manufactured emotion anymore. Like they are actually digging into stories. Let me let me say this about about Doom and the other big shooters that came out. Mm-hmm. Doom came out at a time when there was nothing else out. Okay, and so everyone had time to consume Doom. Mm-hmm. The other big shooters of the year all came out like within a fucking week of each other, sure. and everyone seemed like they had to pick a side because it was all they had time to cover because it was the end of the year and we got to move, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. So. No one played all of the end of the year shooters and the ones that they did play, they they either just played multiplayer or played, you know, I, if if Titanfall 2 had come out in the spring, mm-hmm. it would be a lot bigger than it is now. Sure. Yeah, I know. I, I get I get that. I'm just saying Titanfall like, 2. It's weird that like they're like doom is the game of the year and it's like five years ago you had been like there is no substance there it's just pure violence for violence sake and where's the story and where's the strong female lead and where's this and i need every one of my trigger points tickled Mm -hmm. you know to be the game of the year yeah and And oh wait where are the pixel graphics because obviously i like you know the kid me likes that part (laughs) yeah and i think i think doom also benefited and it's so so dumb but the best thing bethesda did was refuse to send out review copies because that made everyone go Man, that's got to suck. Doom must suck yeah. if you're not sending us review copies. And then they all got it. And it's like, wow, this is actually a good, solid game. Yeah. And it's and, like I said, I'm not hating on Doom. I Like I said, this is more a... Yeah, we'll be talking more about Doom. This man. is more like a yeah. just a shift of like, what the fuck do you want? Do you just want to shoot things with no consequence or yeah. do you need a I, story? I, I honestly think that that might just be different parts of the game's journalism just drowning other parts out. 
at at certain points because well, it seems like people were really like people were really excited about all of it like I, that's what i saw i saw people being like fuck yeah doom is great because it's it's chock full of that nostalgia feeling mm-hmm. for games that we used to play and fuck yeah battlefield one story was great and titanfall 2 had a great story um sure. i haven't heard anything mm-hmm. about call of duty um but it i don't know just to me it seems like they liked it all but i do understand your point like that was a thing that we wanted five years ago maybe it's possible that just the speed of development on um, for somebody like EA Dice um, right. is just slower. I, and so I think I it's just know. I think it's all cyclical. It, it I, I think in a few years they're, you know, because everyone's going <laughs> to copy Doom now and everyone's going to make like, all right, it's just a blood fest and it's awesome and it plays really well mm-hmm. and it's not trying to say anything deep. You know, and then it, it's going to go right back to what you were complaining about, where it's going to be like, where they're going to be like, where's the story? Why, why isn't my shooter making me feel anything anymore? You know? And right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, this is probably a bad example because this, this is pretty dumb, but like it, it honestly, it feels like the big ones, you know, the call of duties and the battlefields, all they have to do is fuck up once. Like one thing that's just like questionable, or like hey, really you did that. And like, they're done for like yeah. three years. Press A to pay Exactly. The, the pay respects thing. It was like, you just put a button prompt on a military funeral. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Like, you know, that was just like, that's it. That's you are now over the line. You have mm-hmm. spec ops across the line. And um, where there, there was very much a point to them there, doing there that. There was. I mean, it was sure. like, it was it, putting you into the scene and you're not just watching a cutscene, Right. Yeah. And yeah. also probably keep your controller alive because the yeah. cutscene had been on for a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I, I don't know that I'm not hating on doom, but I just think like, Doom suddenly got some sort of like universal I, love, and it's like really like that. Well, yeah, and our emails will also sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> be yeah. mentioning Doom, but I, I think I think it's just the thing that didn't necessarily click with us the same way it clicked with a lot of people that were looking for something like that. I don't know, I, I, maybe, and maybe it's because it's evil, fiery demons. It's okay. Yeah, like no one sympathizes with demons. They don't have feelings and family. Nope. nope. Hey, don't talk about demon family. <laughs> no, Chuck, Chuck's going to be like, I roll over here. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm just demons saying. got no family. Would also people be have a right. big tolerance for demons these days. <laughs> <laughs> Would also be all right if they were Nazi. Listen, but Nazi demons. Yeah. Nazi demons. Let's hear the demons out. Yeah. We got to give the demons equal time. <laughs> you have to be careful, though, because if you introduce Nazism to the demons, then you're in Wolfenstein. Oh, sure. Geez. These bad guys are demons. But this lady, did you hear about her emails? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> Moving on. Best character. Uh-huh. Me. Uh, I think I put this on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan from Call, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Yes, I agree with your choice of Ethan. Ethan is fucking great. Yeah, he and is. And he's a goddamn robot. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's got more personality than any of the human people. He does. I yep. mean, I like the human people. Don't get me wrong. But, like, he's by far and away. Like, he is a... Uh, well, he's the one with an arc because he's the character that faces the prejudice in the movie. Mm-hmm. Or in the movie. In the game. Uh, because... You know, all the higher up military. I don't want a damn robot on the team squad. Dirt, mm-hmm. dirt. And then over the course of the game, they're like, that Fuck robot's yeah, pretty sweet. You bring you ride my wing anytime, Ethan. You're awesome. You know, and he's got dry sense of humor. Yes. It's, it's like three, two or three times throughout the game. He's just like, hey, you know that, uh, you know, we're, we're programmed <laughs> to kill you if you, you step too close. So I was like, really? He's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll be going into an area that's like just overrun with sentries or whatever. He's like, yeah, these models, uh. You know they uh they they got nukes in them. 
<laughs> You're like, really? They got fucking nukes? Nah, no, no. no. Got fucking no. <laughs> got fucking no nukes. He's constantly just fucking with people. They're like, I hate you, Ethan. <laughs> so, yeah, Ethan in, in Call it's of Duty. kind of like K2SO. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but followed up, uh, BT from Titanfall 2. Mm-hmm. Another robot. about them robots. This robots. Ro- it's been the year of the robot, man. <laughs> robot love fest. Um, pretty good. Like, here's the crazy thing. BT is great because he has no personality that's what's amazing about it like i he's i know a, that sounds he's weird a blank wall he is like <laughs> his personality is because he's so robotic yeah i mean it's like you know your guy is like trying to have a conversation and he's he's draxing everything he's like taking every, all your like kind of metaphors to like super literally mm-hmm. throughout the entire thing and that kind of makes him great yeah and then they really make you care about bt throughout the course of the game and he's like your lifeline and yeah man like it's awesome yeah i i will say like if i had to choose between the two i would pick ethan over bt like his best robot of the year Mm -hmm. but um (laughs) it's for two reasons or well one reason really is is that titanfall 2 has dialogue choices and there are times that if you're not picking the right dialogue choice you're not getting the comedy out of bt and you could play the whole game and not and just think, why do they like BT? He's a sure. he's a he's a blower, a, a bland robot. Who cares? But I give BT a little bit of credit because there's one scene where you're just BT saves you or something. You give him a thumbs up, and you can see the robot trying to figure out the programming to get his hand to do the thumbs up <laughs> back at you, and he like struggles with it, and then it locks in, and you're just like, man, that's the fucking best. <laughs> he figured out how to give you a thumbs up back and. BT's your buddy. Mm-hmm. Sort of like BB-8. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he figured it out immediately. Well, BT's that's... like, what the fuck did you just do? Uh, oh, yeah, see, I can do it too. BB-8, obviously a much superior robot. Clearly. Yeah. But <laughs> also, he's a sphere. 2016, the year of the robot. Yes. Thank God. I, I don't know. I just put other robots on the list. There, aren't there really were probably other robots, robots in other games that were cool too. <laughs> I think there were robots in ReCore, but I don't care. Yeah, sure. They're, yeah, they're, why they're not? So there. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, next on the li- uh, list, uh, someone put Batman, but I specifically put Troy Batman. Yes, because that's the Batman we're talking about, right? Troy Baker Batman. <laughs> so he's uh, it's a good Batman. He's up yeah. to the Kevin Conroy level. I liked him a lot. He's a he's a good Batman. Like I mean, weren't you a Troy Baker hater? Yes. Okay. Not, not hater, but just like exposure. Just like I'm, I'm not, tired of Troy Baker being in every video game. But Troy Baker is Batman because they're doing good modulation on his voice when he's doing the Batman voice. It's acceptable. Okay. So I, I I do really appreciate that we've entered the era now where everyone's like, yeah, Batman have a thing on his cowl that mm-hmm. changes his voice. Yeah. Obviously, obviously. I mean, I just like that we're there now with superheroes. It's like, well, how come people just don't recognize his voice? And like this Batman Arrow does it on the TV show. It's yeah. just like, no, I got a thing that just or, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Oh well, yeah, and everyone complained about Christian Bale's Batman voice, which is like, yeah, but he if, was just doing that. Yeah, but if you didn't have a <laughs> yeah, but if you didn't have a voice modulator, you'd be trying to disguise your voice Our somehow, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, this Batman, I, I'm doing my best to be my Batman in it. Mm-hmm. This is a more complicated Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all, It's not a simple black and white in, nope. in a lot of situations um, because this is kind of like Batman's worst day. You know, like everything. <laughs> I'm just saying like a so lot of shit. A, bad day. a yes. lot of shit is going bad for Batman and yes. Bruce Wayne, you know, intrinsically. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, like they are coming at you on all sides and... You know, it's interesting, like, yeah. trying to still take the moral high ground, if you will. It's well acted. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, once I heard Troy Baker's voice at the beginning, I was like, oh, fuck, another Troy Baker game. But then I was 
right in. I was like, okay, yeah, this is good. So cool. Um, okay, so these next ones I put on the list, and All right. this first one is just kind of my own doing. It's not necessarily a character or anything. It's just something that I was having fun with. During I was the wondering game. if I missed something. No, no, no. Okay, okay, so one of the creatures that you tame in Far Cry Primal is the War Bear, and this is just a, <laughs> a bear like the other bears in this game, except this bear has seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> this bear is mangled and has still has like arrows sticking in him, but he's he doesn't give a fuck. Like he's just like let's do this. So, like most of your animals in the game, like, whenever they're done running around fucking shit up, they will come back to you. Well, this this bear is so big. Like, if you're just standing there, like, looking at, you know, an artifact or trying to look at your map or something, the bear comes running at you full speed. And then the game does a thing where it just fucking stops, like, frame stops. Like, it's not an animation of the bear stopping. It's just suddenly bear in your face. And I can't tell you how many times I went, ah! <laughs> and thought, like, oh, my God, bear. Uh, so... That just brought me endless entertainment. Also, the bear is a little overeager to help you in battles. So instead of like fighting the dude you're not fighting, it always wants to fight the dude you are fighting, which mm. means you're constantly hitting your own bear. So <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I shouted out like at midnight playing Far Cry Prime. I was like, God damn it, bear. Get out of the way. <laughs> so to me, it just became this character that I bonded with, even though there's no reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have the right to bear arms? Yeah, I did. And that fucking bear mm-hmm. got in the way every time. So the other character from Far Cry Primal that I really liked was Erky, which is basically Herc from Far Cry 4. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yes. uh, the exact same voice, just basically speaking pig Latin in this <laughs> caveman game. It's so, it's so uh, fucking dumb. It really is. It's so but, good. <laughs> so you have this one mission with him where he's decided that the animals have figured out his smell. So you have to go find some new concoction to make him smell terrible so that nothing will bother him. So you go and you collect the berries and the twigs or whatever and you give them to him. And he's like, sweet, now tell your bear to attack me. And you go, okay, bear, attack him. And the bear just fucking kills him. <laughs> just mauls him to death. And that's oh, the no. end of the Erky storyline. And I'm just like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> well, didn't he previously also like decide that he could fly? Yes. Like he climbs up on this cliff and, and you go collect all these bird feathers for him. He's like, Erky Durky do, I'm going to be. <laughs> and he just goes like, Erky go. <laughs> he just seems like, oh my. <laughs> Floop it just hits the ground. She's like, we do. And every ending mission is just like you walking away, just like, well, okay, right. that guy's dead. Or he just fucked up again. You have completely sold me on Far Cry. Oh. It's 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 so great. And then the best thing about it is like like six hours later, he's just in my camp, like, hey, I decided to come live with you now. And it's like, wait, didn't you die? <laughs> but he's just he's hanging out in his own little shitty section of your camp. Like where no one else is just with like this pathetic fire and a tent that's like barely put together. And he's just like, I'm living here now. And you're like, okay, buddy. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, him doing his voice in, in their made up caveman language yeah. is so good. All the caveman stuff in that game is so convincing. And then here's this guy doing the Herc voice from Far Cry 4. Just Herky do with dirt to dirt. And Far Cry 3. Yeah. So it's just, oh, it's so good. Yep. <sighs> All right. He's great. Yeah. He gets my vote. Man, uh, mine is not nearly as funny as Erky, but uh, <laughs> both Henry and Delilah in Firewatch, I don't think I've heard more natural sounding dialogue, which it, it almost feels like it had to have been like, I know it wasn't recorded together, mm-hmm. but damn, like if they piece these together, they had some amazing takes to get, you know, these two voices to, to basically have what sound like real natural conversations. 
And I like that Delilah is written in a way that she swears more than he does. Like, like she's just, she's a very different type of character than you usually get in these games, but that she's also written in a way that makes you like her instantly. Mm-hmm. And Harry, you know, he's kind of a shit and he's, uh, <laughs> he's played by rich summer who uh, everyone knows as as Harry crane from mad men. So he's already got that against him. Yeah. For being kind of a shit. Yes. Okay. But who becomes an ultimate shit in that show. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. almost like that version becomes this character. <laughs> Not that bad, but Kinda. it's, it, but it does rub off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but it's like there's just a lot of real natural sarcasm and chemistry between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because the game is the majority of the game is conversations between these two. And I just I think that they really, you know, not only do you bond with Henry through the whole kind of intro section, but then you bond with her very well only by having these conversations and mm-hmm. choosing how you want to direct them with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think I'd put Delilah on the list and you put Henry and Delilah on there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's actually more fair because I don't think one works without the other. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd be curious to play that game using just the dot, dot, dot um, responses. I've wondered about that. And like, I've, I've been tempted to do a, a telltale, like silent dot, dot, protagonist dot, dot, run, yeah. run mm-hmm. you know, basically like, I just think you'd, you'd, yeah, you'd, you'd do a Gordon Freeman run. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, it's it's interesting how important um, good voice acting is, and there's there are a lot of people out there in the industry that are working hard, and mm-hmm. I don't want to belittle their work, but ninety nine point nine 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 repeating until I get tired of saying nine uh, percent of the voice acting in video games is is bad. It's either, and I don't know if it's bad dialogue or if it's bad direction, but so much of it falls so flat so often. Yeah, I, anywhere I, from RPGs to mm-hmm. action games to shooters. Uh, I even, think it really is just um, poor direction. Yeah, a lot of the time, and good, like really, really good voice work and dialogue can really change a game's experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like. I don't want to go off on tangents about examples, but it, it's it's good to know that it's good. Um, I, I can think of one right off the top of my head. I, I, I that that story about my uncle game. It's like kind of wants to be an interesting, you know, more than just your standard kind of I don't know puzzly first person walking simulator type thing. Saddled by horrible, horribly recorded dialogue, mm. and it just like immediately takes you out of like because what's going on in that game is fairly interesting. That the, the puzzle 3d puzzle jumpy mechanics get to be annoying but i was like every time the dialogue would come up i was like all right come on you can do better than this like come on (laughs) yeah yeah but something that (laughs) that and i i played few games this year so i don't have a lot of things to kind of pull from from the last 365 days but um like forza horizon whenever that that lady comes on that's the event organizer whatever Mm -hmm. her name is immediately just yanked out of the game like Hmm. There was a point early in the early in the game where I felt like, like, there was some intrigue happening, but then maybe the fourth time that she said something, it was like, oh, well, this is a really boring read, yeah, and she's just turned into generic lady on a TV commercial mm-hmm. voice, like she's not in two or three, so yeah, but I mean, just stuff like that where it's like, hey, get back to the festival center to pick up your thing, yeah. You're such a hot shot out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Way to go. That gets better. G- 
good job. Yeah. And stuff like that, like, if you can sell that with a really good read, really could make a difference. And I, I had an idea of something that was happening for a while, and I... Yeah, and it's I'm funny to think. Pretty that, sure it just kind of falls flat. Yeah, but it's funny to think that first Forza Horizon did have kind of a plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to where the and the as the next... acting got better, the plot went away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like two and three have no plot, but like the first one, there was a little something like, oh, there's a thing yeah, happening there's street here. Street racers, they yeah, challenge you. Yeah, there's, there's some people here. Yeah. want you dead. <laughs> so, but yeah. anyhow, uh, I mean that it just it makes a big difference, um, and. To move on from that, if we're if we're done talking about yep. Henry and Delilah, um, my pick for best character of the year is Black Bess, mm-hmm. who is um, <laughs> a tank. A tank. She's that had the best line reads, really. I mean, in my opinion, just, yeah, <laughs> that was good. I, <sighs> chills <laughs> when when she said <sighs> mm-hmm. when she didn't start, just just classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know Black. I know Black Bass isn't a you know character, but fuck it, the War Bear wasn't a character either. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, Black Bass has an arc. Yeah, she she has a a character arc and and theoretically an interaction with not like an interaction, but an interaction with you know with another character that is you know where they come to an understanding, and um, and I really like the the sergeant or the the tank commander in that in that section. I like him a lot, and I think he's a He's a, a really fun character, but the big fucking tank is just a little bit more interesting because it's, you know, because they made, they made me feel something about a tank. I'm used to feeling feelings about human beings, um, but not used to feeling feelings about tanks. Yeah. So good job. Nice. And also, tanks are fucking awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. tanks if y'all can have robots, tanks for I can the have memories. tanks. Yeah, sure. 2016. Yeah. Robots, right. tanks, and Batman. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Uh. Before we officially get into our honorable mentions and fodies, we have the 2016 games we want to play in 2017. Yeah. So if you can pretty much just read this list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if your if your favorite game isn't on here, it's possibly because we haven't played it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we probably haven't played it. But uh, first one up, somebody's got Last Guardian. That's me. Yeah. I have it. Just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. I I'm kind of waiting on patches. Yeah. Because I've heard there's a lot of janky frame rate stuff, and since you don't control your Trico, your pet, mm-hmm. that looks like a recipe for frustration, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just play it on the PS5 when they fix it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get the remastered Last Guardian. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Watch Dogs 2. Uh-huh. I, I have it. I want to play it. I'm I'm, I'm still burned from Watch Dogs 1. I, I am I too, might not ever play Watch Dogs 2, honestly. But I've heard such good things about this one that it is yeah. so much better than the first one. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the game I wanted the first one to be. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, Telltale Batman, just from everything I've heard from so many people, mm-hmm. like this sounds like the Telltale game that'll bring me back. Because I mean, it's fucking Batman. So mm-hmm. it's really good, know. Batman. Tell me about it. Yeah, it uh, I put this on the list. Uh, Witcher Three again. <laughs> this was the game I was going to play last year. Oh, okay. This year and oh. nope, still haven't played Witcher Three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, somebody has Deus Ex whatever. I forget the subtitle. Mankind yeah. divided, mankind yes. united. I don't know. No, it's mankind Whatever divided. X-Men Manchester United thing yeah. has been <laughs> Manchester by the sea, mm-hmm. do it, Deus mm-hmm. Ex. But yeah, you know, that game's 12 bucks everywhere now, so yeah. <laughs> now it's the Might time well. to play that. That's the best part of Deus Ex games. Uh-huh. Wait like three weeks and they're like $5. Mm-hmm. Or, or buy a CPU chip and get yep. one. Yeah, get it free. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> buy the newest Intel yeah. 
Butt Squasher 3000. <laughs> this, <laughs> there you go. How'd you know which one I have? Uh, this one appears to be from BJ. Uh-huh. He says, some games. <laughs> yeah. I'm continuing my theme from last year and every year before that, in which I would like More to play games. some games some this games. coming year. Mm, yeah. I, I, I'm not I making any that. promises. Yeah. You should play some games. If I play any games, I will show up games here are, again. Games are fun. And man. tell you about the game. <laughs> cool. And uh, last one we got here is Battlefield 1. Yeah, I put that on after oh. hearing about the tank. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I like tanks, so I yeah, play that good. especially no, ones I, you care about. Yeah, well, I just you know, I've been waiting for a good Battlefield game. Mm-hmm. It's been quite a while since there's been one I liked. So this, the story mode is three and solid. Yeah. Like story mode in three and four were just that was, was just dumb bullshit. Um, the intro of four was good. Yes, like the, yeah. that was the the turn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, I don't want to die this song, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were some good bits in four. Three was the one that had the weird like interrogation flashback, flash yeah. forward, bullshit. and also the really shitty tank section. Yeah, this makes up for the really shitty tank section with the best tank section. Okay, that's fair enough. Good job. Black I would man. like to play that game. Right. So, so now official honorable mentions. Should we take a break before we get to the big guns? Please, sure. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay, we'll take a break. <laughs> back hey the official <laughs> photies begin right here the i feel all that other stuff was preamble all mm. that three hours we just dropped i thought on it was you. ram pre oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, and i failed to mention Nailed this it. at the beginning of the episode and it's because i'm never here anymore but this is a motherfucking video game podcast it is. yes and i think i put enough motherfuckers in the first half for you guys to realize <laughs> oh, there were some I, pains I, and dicks and whatnot <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah there were pains and dicks yeah yeah mm. uh but Let's do some honorable mentions. Huh? Okay. Yeah, I don't think we're going to like round robin and just say what you got to say. And we'll go around the table, n- knock them all out. Yeah. Uh, I, all right. My, my first one is super hot. Okay. I super really liked cool. super hot. I like the uh, I like the aesthetic. I like the mechanic of time not changing until you are moving. Uh, I didn't get to play the VR version because I have no access to anything VR related. VR version looks but cool. I've heard it's pretty cool and you can pretend that you're jacking off as you kill people, which <laughs> I've seen plenty of videos of that. So, sure, you know, that's, that's pretty there's dumb. that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's well, that. Yeah. But well. I also like the, uh, the, the MS-DOS prompt, uh, you know, late 80s hacker aesthetic thing that they've got going on, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a cool game with even better presentation. All right. Uh, now my next my other honorable mention uh, would be Abzu. Abzu. It's, it's a game that clearly has been influenced by Journey, but it doesn't quite have the that special something that Journey does. Like I think it actually tries to have explanations and plot for what it's doing, even though there's no dialogue whatsoever in the game. Mm-hmm. But it's a really it. I mean, it is a beautiful game that my wife actually really enjoyed watching me play. Because there were so many animals in it. And she was actually pointing out, you know, she's like, oh, well, that's a... God, I can't even remember some of the names of these fish that she's pointing out. She's like, <laughs> she's like, isn't that extinct? And I'm like, yeah, I'm in the part with all the extinct stuff that's floating, you know, that's swimming around in the mm-hmm. ocean here. But uh, but it's just, it's a very beautiful game that doesn't quite, like, 
Journey is one of those games that sticks the landing so well at the end of it. Like the ending of Journey is one of my best video game experiences ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like when you're making a game that's clearly been inspired by Journey, you got a tough mountain to climb to even get remotely close to that. And, you know, this just doesn't doesn't even get close to there, sadly. Yeah. Though I, I though they definitely make an attempt. <laughs> like like it's it's definitely a solid, solid game and there's a lot of fun stuff at the end, but man, the ending to journey is still like just amazing and this isn't quite there. My last one, which I think might be shared by a few other people, is Doom. <gasps> Doom Doom is <laughs> I feel about Doom the same way I feel about Dishonored. I feel like I'm missing something that other people are seeing. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm playing it wrong, but I'm not sure because I've, you know, I've gotten into the hell section and I tried playing where I'm going to find everything in every level, you know, for the first couple of levels. And I was like, this makes the second half of the level really boring because I'm just wandering around looking for shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then I just decided to go, all right, it's run and gun, just kill everything and keep moving. And that was kind of fun, but I got kind of sick of that too. And I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know why Doom didn't click for me. I, I mean, but because it's well made. They yep. take the whole hell aesthetic from the, you know, the 2D-ish games that came before and they make it kind of work in a, you know, high in HD definition game of modern times. But it just didn't, something about it doesn't work. And maybe it's because like I've realized in so many first person shooters, I get stuck on shit all the time. Mm-hmm. And especially that game where you are backpedaling all the time because, oh, God, there's like five things and I got to get them back away from them. And, oh, I caught this corner of this thing and now something stomped my head and I'm dead. <laughs> you know, that like that constantly kept happening to me. Mm-hmm. But it was just a game where it was fun in bursts. But the longer I played it, the less I enjoyed it and the more fatigued I got by it. And I don't know. I, I just I kind of wish I saw what everyone else is seeing in Doom. Yeah, that that did not make my honorable mentions list, which it didn't make my photy fo- list either. Mm-hmm. So I guess that obvi- uh, you know automatically means I hate it. Well, shit. you do internet hate it. I, I suppose one hundred percent, man. Yeah. yeah, that's a bummer. No, I, I, I just because I'm, I'm not. It's not going to come up on my, my list. I'll mention it now. Like, I think the main problem is like I played Doom when it was new. Mm-hmm. I never loved Doom mm-hmm. when it was new or now. Like I, so, I'm not coming in with that pre-built-in nostalgia thing. Right. Like I, I was there, but like to me, even at the time, I was like, Doom's kind of hollow. Like I mean, to me, I was like, I was much more interested in something like Rise of the Triad or even like you know <laughs> Blood or like something like where you know yeah, give me a Duke Nuke, yeah, give me a Doom or a Duke Nukem like motif to it where I, I you know, Shadow it just. Warrior. It wasn't all doom and gloom, no pun intended. It was like, you know, it was like there was some fun to be had. Like, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I just never, I guess I just never went through that phase of like metal, you know, like, right. yeah, yeah, metal and demons and yeah. I'm drawing shit on my notepad. <laughs> and this pentagram is yeah. from doom. Well, <laughs> and, and people say like doom, oh, it captured the original doom completely. And I'm like, I don't know if I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. It captures the speed and the like, oh, like I'm not hiding. I'm killing shit. Yeah. If I'm not killing it, I'm running away from it, backing away from it, shooting at it at the same time. But like Doom was never about jump puzzles and traversing all this vertical terrain and doing all no. the stuff that that game has you doing. 
No, they're like there was not very many places in original Doom where you could fall off and die because you were backing up. Yeah. And there's lots of places to do that in the new one, especially before you get to hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So those are your honorables? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. BJ, you don't have any, right? I have no honor. Okay. That's hmm. fair enough. Uh, so I've got a few minor in alphabetical order just because there's no real order here other than that. Uh, Doom <laughs> mm-hmm. is on my honorable mentions list. Um, like you, Harlow, I mean, I, I dabbled in I dabbled in Doom a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but double Doom. <laughs> I, I, did, I did some Doom in college. I dabbled you know. a bit. You know, you do. Um, so I don't really have any kind of nostalgia for original like i would say i've played more of doom 3 than anything else Mm -hmm. this is better than doom 3 yeah it's got a it's got a vibe to it that seems you know it it seems authentic i guess i don't know the speed is noticeable and and appreciated like when it first started i was like oh this is too fast what's happening um and then i had to get used to it Mm -hmm. um it's it's i mean it's solid it everything about it is competent i mean it it moves well it looks good the the violence is what you expect it to be it's 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 all of the things you kind of expect it to be i just don't get that sense of like fuck yeah doom i mean like mm-hmm. there are the little parts that i think the as people played it over the last 6 months have been just exaggerated to death like how you enter the game and and you know like your interactions with characters and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you don't give a fuck and you're pissed off at everything. And so you're just smashing everything that other characters find to be important. That's great, but it's not, it's not a character. It's yeah. not anything I can latch on to. It's just, you're angry and you're shooting a bunch of stuff. It, it This is very much a 90 shooter that looks great. Now mm-hmm. I'm enjoying my time playing it, but I just, I, this like, reverence for it i don't get i i don't see it i'm happy that people have it i just it's not high up for me yeah, yeah. I, I i can probably sum up my whole doom opinion and thus invalidate it for everybody uh-huh. doom 3 is my favorite of the series oh well then okay <laughs> <laughs> and i know that's and i'm not talking all right flashlight then. sticky tape uh-huh. uh, I, I mean Without flashlight it. gun flashlight okay. gun that's when i played it yeah i mean you know i i've played that for the first time this year or 2016 and you know probably put 10 15 hours into it and thought this is all right too mm-hmm. but it just that wasn't my thing either so yeah um far cry primal i know i kind of made fun of it a bit for being a, a ubisoft game but fuck you know sometimes ubisoft games are pretty good this one is a far cry game and that it has way too much shit in it but the world is the world feels alive because of that it just it interferes with your need to complete a video game mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a trade-off that you have to make within yourself. Um, it's one of those games, like, if you had one game to play in a year, you could probably have a really good time doing all the shit in Far Cry Primal. It's yeah. just, there's a lot of it. Um, but Erky's really good. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Another honorable mention I have is Firewatch, which I played last weekend and mm-hmm. pretty pretty much played it in one sitting. Here's the thing with Firewatch for me. I it's it's my type of game. I mean, these are my kind of games lately is this kind of hate to say walking simulator, but it, that kind of just experience game, not mm-hmm. skill based, not, you know, shoot everything. A battle story everything. game. Yes, a story game. Um, 
and I appreciate that it you are in a world that has never been really told in in video games before, being kind of a park ranger and mm-hmm. literally a fire watcher. You're looking for forest fires in this this park, oh, this national that park. What it means, yeah, watching fires. Exactly. No. Um, for me, this game reminded me a lot of Gone Home in a way where so Gone Home builds and builds and builds to a thing. And then thing doesn't happen, and you're like, oh, thank God that horrible thing didn't happen. That's a nice ending. Firewatch builds and builds and builds to what could be several different really outlandish scenarios, and then it's like, nah, it's none of those. It's something kind of normal. And you're like, I don't know if that clicks with me exactly. I don't know if I would have been happy with any outcome of this. Um so for me, that game just kind of stopped and it was like, I, I'm not this is not where I want this game to stop. This is this is not what I wanted. And I appreciate someone's telling me a story. I'm not dictating the story to the game. I just don't know if the ending of that game rang true to me. So I was fully expecting going into this, having this in my top five. And then just the way it kind of wraps up was not what I needed, not what I wanted out of that game. I, I can't explain it any better than that. Mm-hmm. Um Mackie's going to give me the counter to that when we when we get mm-hmm. to wherever this is on I his am. list. So, um, Oxen Free is another game on my honorable mentions. This is a group of people who left Telltale to do their own thing. It's an adventure game. It's not like any of the other Telltale games. This is more like the old um, Tim Schafer kind of games. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a Lucas Artsy thing. Yes, exactly. It's kind of a Lucas Arts kind of uh, side scrolling, big environment, two D. You're moving around it, looking for stuff, kind of thing. It has a fascinating story behind it. It's all about like a sunken uh, submarine from World War II and radio waves and ghosts. And it's it's all so compelling. It's it's you've got like this radio that's picking up all this kind of like ghostly transmissions and old radio shows. And if you think like radio station or, you know, um, number station, number stations are creepy, you know, like just derelict number stations, a creepy, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you tie it in with like ghosts and, and a, and a naval disaster and all of that. It's really fascinating stuff. It really is. The problem is, is that this game is populated by five or six teenagers who aren't reacting to any of it in a proper way. Mm-hmm. Someone thought they could write teenagers and they're doing it badly. Cause there's a story here about sibling loss and, and teenage love and all this stuff. And no one is reacting properly to any of this really spooky shit that's happening. There's like time loops and it's really frustrating that the characters are not reacting the way that you would react in that scenario. And it seems weird because telltale is usually good about writing their characters the way they need to be. written. Yeah. I I guess those people stayed at telltale. (laughs) These people left and, and did this. It's not bad. It's 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 a nice game. And I, again, like powered through it, wanting to get to the end of it. It just the characters were were killing it for me mm-hmm. because they weren't acting properly. Uh, Quantum Break is a game that I enjoyed. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I I recognize the problem that game has, which is its TV component. Um, the TV stuff would have worked if it was going to be some sort of actual television show and it integrated with a video game. But when all that shit went awry, it's like, this is some weird Frankenstein's monster of a video game. It's very hard to determine what I'm supposed to really be putting my attention towards. Um, But I enjoyed my time with it. I haven't thought about it since, 
But when it was over, I was like, that's a good B tier game that probably cost a bazillion dollars. <laughs> um, that's probably why it hasn't gone on sale, because it cost so much money yeah. to produce. <laughs> so uh, but I, I enjoyed my time with Quantum Break and uh, finally Trials of the Blood Dragon. It is no Far Cry Blood Dragon. It yep. absolutely is not. But it is not a disappointment either. It's just it's just not Far Cry Blood Dragon. It's just another game in that universe and it has some cool shit in it. Unfortunately, it's also kind of a trials game, which for better or worse, you know, it's like, it's always the same thing of like, Hey, the first parts of trials are really good. And then it just turns into a, you know, a pain in the dick to play. (laughs) (laughs) So, Hmm. yeah. So those are my honorable mentions. Okay. I want to interject real quick and, uh, bring some honor to my house, um, with some, uh, honorable mentions and i'm going to s- sum this up in uh in two words uh which you could argue is three tabletop games um <laughs> i played more tabletop games than anything else this year i probably played on the order of 40 tabletop games maybe um and tabletop games i find are really weird uh, difficult to talk about unless you can talk about them with people who have played them and it's um it's especially difficult because I do not do a good job of getting my thoughts in order uh, before I before I want to talk about them. But um, just remember that if you want to play games, you don't have to uh, sit in front of a sit in front of a TV to play them. You can pick up games and play them in the same room with your friends. And there are so many incredible games out there. And I will try to figure out a way to gen up a list of some of the games I played and my favorites at some point, but um, I also was doing a lot of drinking while I was playing them because that's what we do on Thursday nights. Um, but just go out there and find some tabletop games. Um, there's a there's a web series called Tabletop on the Geek and Sundry Network on YouTube that uh, is hosted by Will Wheaton, uh, and it's a very accessible thing to watch. They explain everything very well, um, better than I ever could. Uh, look at that. Look at some games that you might find interesting and play some of them. Okay. Pro tip. Because they're yep. awesome. Um, okay, so I have to interject one thing. Go back to another category because I'm looking at my honorable... Oh, you're just fucking it off. I did. Well, I... I, I Weird. I neglected a section of the game uh, that, oh, that, no. that uh, warrants mentioning. Um, it's not anywhere on my honorable mentions or best of list, but uh, Gears of War 4, towards the very end of the game... I have heard that gets awesome. There's basically a robot jocks level. <laughs> yeah. There's All right. a, there's, there's a giant <laughs> like giant mech fuck shit up level. Okay. Um it's pretty awesome. Is it like Blood Dragon awesome? Like getting the mech at the end of Blood Dragon Rocky I Music Place. <laughs> it's not that intense, but it goes on longer. It gives you more of that. Okay. Because okay. um, like that would be my Blood Dragon thing it was like cool oh it's over yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah all right so bound on on honorable mentions okay uh i guess i'll go in alphabetical order because that's what the cool kids are doing and chuck mm-hmm. um call of duty infinite warfare that's on my honorable honorable mentions it's uh it's real solid for a call of duty game uh it's not perfect but i am surprised how much i enjoyed the space combat stuff um, and just the overall feel of like launching for those missions 
really hit the right buttons for me. Like there was that Battlestar Wing Commander everything mm-hmm. vibe to it that I was every time I went on one I was like fuck yes. I almost put that into best section cuz just um, launching out was the best. Uh, so good. And um <laughs> yeah, so I mean it, it's a solid game. It's just it's not quite Fody material. Um next and I feel like I've maybe been the champion of this game all along, but them's the breaks and it didn't make my top five. Firewatch. I love Firewatch. Um, I played 32 games this year. To be on this list is just fine. Mm-hmm. It's better than Chuck Fine. Um, it just got it got knocked out. Um, but it'll get up again. Yeah. It, you'll never keep it down. And um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're going to say more about Firewatch in a minute, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, Super Hot. We, we've talked about Super Hot. I like Super Hot. Um, <laughs> it's it's a novel concept. I mean that that's that's a good thing for a game these days. Is like do something new. Don't make oh it's this but there like that mm-hmm. that works sometimes if if you do it well. But super hot's a new thing. I've I've never played anything like super hot. I'm sure now I'll play five other things like super hot soon. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's 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 cool. Um. And finally, uh, the only reason I think it's on, in my honorable mentions is because I haven't finished it yet, but that's how much I like it. Telltale Batman. Um, I'm through episode three or f- like three or four. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't finish it in time. Uh, I've been on the fence about Telltale games in the past. Um, I really like Walking Dead season one. I've tried to play some other ones and they they have various levels of clicking for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even Borderlands, as deep in, as I was into that, I liked that first episode, and then I just kind of forgot to play any more of it. Same here. Um, but I will say, not only is this Batman, so 100% my wheelhouse, <laughs> it feels like, I won't say they fixed the game, but I will say they fixed what felt like that choose-your-own-adventure DVD menu search feature it felt like it had, mm-hmm. where now it seems like when you pick something, it doesn't do that weird, oh, now I am saying the thing because you picked that choice. You know, like yeah. it, it, the, the dialogue flows so much more naturally mm-hmm. now when you make when you make selections that it doesn't have that jarring um, Sega CD yeah. Night Trap bullshit where it's just like, <laughs> pick this. Oh, now I am saying this. And like, like the the... the Recordings of people reacting to what you say always felt like it just was like seeking out to some other take that just didn't fit with it. Where mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. I'm incredulous to what you said. <laughs> and it's like, that you weren't talking like that three seconds ago. Like, why are you doing that? And yeah. it just, they've gotten better at that. And like, it's, it's real good. The game part is better, but still kind of broken. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that part of, a, alone is infinitely better than it used it used to be but you wreck some dudes yeah and that's that's my list honorable mentions all right so so i guess it's time for the official fodies man 2016 2016 fodies y'all yeah we're finally here our favorites of the year yeah uh my number five is actually a tie Oh, oh, boom. 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 Pick one pick one Uh, pick one honestly i couldn't pick between two games inside and firewatch okay i think both uh are interesting in that both are very similar in very different ways, but I mean, they're both obviously four hour games mm-hmm. where it's like, you can sit down for an evening and finish both of them. Um, they both have inside they're They're both working very metaphorically in the story they're trying to tell um, inside. 
a lot of people have made theories because insight is so abstract about what happens by the end of it. But a lot of people have compared, have uh, the one I like the most, let's put it that way is talking about what happens uh, and comparing it to social media and hive mind think. And a lot of the things we we're talking about earlier, um, mm-hmm. creating this gross thing <laughs> by the end, it, it's, it's really hard to explain and I don't want to spoil the game, but, there are plenty of ways you can look at it metaphorically and firewatch is the same way. I think Mm -hmm. it, to me, that game was a lot less about the plot and a lot more about the relationships that we develop online with people we've never physically met Mm -hmm. yet. We can all say that we have a lot of friends, you know, that, you know, I've talked to people like knobs and Moonpeer on Xbox live for hundreds of hours. Yeah. And I've never met either of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never seen them in person, you know, all that. And I think that's a lot of what Firewatch is about is thinking about those relationships in terms of, you know, like I think about like Star Wars Galaxies, the friends I had playing Star Wars Galaxies, long gone. I couldn't even tell you how to find any. I couldn't tell you those people's real names. <laughs> you know, and and that's a lot of what Firewatch is about is I could name one of mine cuz yeah. he helped make one of my Games coming up. No. No. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. But but you know what I'm saying though is like it, it's almost and it's almost like a summer crush type yeah. thing too, where it's like <laughs> you had this thing with this person, and now you have to leave it. You have to leave it where it was. And I think it's an incredibly mature game in mm-hmm. a way, not like you know, oh, blood and guts and all that. I mean, it is a very to me, it's almost amazing that it was written. I know, you know, I know it was basically the Idle Thumbs guys and Sean Vanman, who's not really on the show anymore, but like it was them writing it. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because I know like the ones that are married have only very recently been married. And it's just, it's, it's interesting that it feels like it comes from a place of worth a lot more life experience. Yeah. And there's very much that feeling, you know, everyone that's married hits a point at some point where they're, you know, where you meet somebody that's like, man, I wonder what would have happened there if I wasn't married. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a lot of what this game is about is that I, I just, I think this game worked on a ton of levels for me that the story didn't matter. Cause I kind of had the feeling all along that it was like, they're getting wrapped up in this thing. That's they're trying to make their story bigger than it is for themselves. Mm-hmm. And because they have no outside stimuli, they're allowed to get themselves worked up about, Oh my God, what is happening here? What are you sure about that? You know, all this stuff when, you know, yeah. And it, it is one of those things where by the end they're like, all right, there's a very simple explanation for it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's kind of, I, I, I just, I really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed it on the level of thinking of relationships that I've had with people that I'd never met that are, that no longer exist, you know? Yeah. They had their time and now they're gone. And I think Firewatch is very smart and mature about that. So yeah, if pressed, I'd say Firewatch is my number five inside honorable mentions. There you go. Fine. Way to commit. I did. Okay, good. Yep. <laughs> I think Firewatch is great. Fair enough. All right. This is the beginning of... Uh, I played like six 2016 games. So <laughs> By default? So by default. Actually, I ended up with, with what I think are five good games. Okay. Um, so you chose I'm, wisely. I am, Yeah, yeah. I kind of accidentally chose wisely. Um mm-hmm. There aren't any that I would that I would necessarily kick out of bed for eating crackers metaphorically. Um, so, <laughs> coming in at number five is 
I don't know if this was released originally in 2016, but it came out on PS4 on, in 2016, so it counts enough for me, uh, which is Broforce. Um, All right, fair mm-hmm. enough. Yep. <laughs> and That's fair. Broforce is a really dumb game <laughs> that is really, like, this honestly really clever. Um, it's, you know, it taps into that stupid jingoistic America thing um, and throws a bunch of, you know, cliched characters at you, uh, you know, a bunch of nearly copyright infringing characters <laughs> at you. But it does so in a very fun way that is uh, both challenging and weird and just gets exponentially weirder as you go on. And it ends with with paying your respects in a in a very different way from uh from the Call of Duty, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, but it's a ride and it's tons of fun and I I played it obsessively and I played it to the end and um it it's just so dumb charming <laughs> I like it so much it's such it's a gleefully dumb it's yeah and yeah. it's just. It's one of those one of those spaces where I think pixel art really works works well. Also, um, it kind of came, I guess, at the height of maybe not the height, but it came at a point of pixel art frenzy, hmm. and where it seemed like people were just doing pixel art just to do it, and being in general kind of over that. It's still, you know, it still manages to be charming and and well well thought out as far as as far as the art goes and it, it just works for me i don't know if yeah. it worked i don't know if other people have other opinions about it but that part works for me i played through it about three times you, yeah. yeah you played it a bunch you, played you bought it, it on nine different platforms right i well i had it on steam and it ends up That's being right. a ps4, PS4 plus, yeah. yeah so i tried it on there too yep um all right so my number five is titanfall 2 uh, I really enjoy Titanfall 2. I think it has a story that goes places. Uh, as we mentioned in best section, it's got it's got really interesting ideas along the way. Um, my like I said when we were talking about the game proper, um, my only complaint about the game is the wall running. It feels forced. It doesn't work in the story mode for me. It works in multiplayer fine for me. Uh, it's just during the story where it just seems fake. It just seems phony. It just mm-hmm. fe- seems like you should have a jetpack and that was how you would get places but um yeah i just you know bt is 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 a robot buddy and uh that game goes sad places surprisingly which no i just you know i don't understand why why the dude bro shooters got all sad in 2016 but (laughs) but man it worked like i will give any game credit if it makes me upset in any way like just sadness this like if you got an emotion out of me like that you're a pretty good game and so titanfall 2 did that over a fucking robot (laughs) so good times titanfall 2 um i don't think i had any emotional connection to this game i just had a lot of playtime connection to this game okay my number five is forza horizon 3 that's Um, a game with cars in it i played that game a lot (laughs) and i'm still kind of playing it I yeah. mean, I've got to play more. What is it? Blizzard Mountain. Blizzard Mountain. Yeah, I almost said that. And I was like, that can't be right. I'm thinking of Diablo three. No, nope. Blizzard <laughs> Mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I, I. That's on. That's honestly like, look, this is favorites. Uh, my favorites are time spent, um, 
like I I fought because I wanted something like Firewatch in my top five because I feel like it makes me a better person. But you know what? I <laughs> I played You'd Firewatch. Be right. I played Firewatch for like four hours. It got me. I I I got it. But I played Forza Horizon three for like damn near a hundred hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that must say something. I mean, I didn't. So I'm, like Gone Home, I played through twice. Like Gone Home was a surefire top five game for me. Mm-hmm. Like that that affected me mm-hmm. big time. This was like I'm into this. I'm enjoying the interactions, but yeah, Forza Horizon three just kind of was like no. Like you spent mm-hmm. a fuckload of time on this game, so. It needed to be up there more. It's a quality product. No, I can agree with that because it's my number four. Oh, <laughs> hell. Forza Horizon 3. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, they they know the formula for that. And they added just enough stuff to make it a little bit different and a little bit, you know, more interesting. But they also just, like, the driving, you can, it's so customizable down to so many levels of, like, okay, do you want to use paddle shifter things and do you want to add a clutch? You know, you can do all that sort of shit if you want to make that game hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. Or you can just <laughs> r- crank it down where it'll break for you if you just want to drive in a, you know, drive around the track and hold not the gas. Run. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to hold the gas and steer every once in a while, uh-huh. you know, or you can have it steer for you. I mean, like if you want to just let my dad play, who doesn't play video games, I can hand it to him. Go, okay, pull the right trigger. Oh, Josh, and, I'm yeah. really good at this game. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? But that like, I love that Forza has reached that point where you can customize it that that far and like they just built this beautiful fast running game mm-hmm. on top of it and that i i feel like i might like i could play that game every day for the next year and not finish everything in it yep like i just feel like they've given you that much of a wealth of riches in this game yeah, to and then if, playing. if somehow you ran out you just make your own new event with whole new rules so yep. yeah yeah, it, it's it is super easy to do. That's not it's not like, hey, you need to be good at like level design to do this. No, it's like point and click Yeah, mm-hmm. that race. These cars, these rules go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I where I, I feel like the rest of our time doing the show racing games, we're going to be chasing Burnout Paradise. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like we're never going to get that again. But this is damn close. Like, like this is if, if we're if we can't get another Burnout Paradise, I am very happy getting another Forza Horizon. Well said. Yep. All right. This is <laughs> this is the point where it starts to get tough because I really like this. Really like all these four. Well, I, I guess that's a good thing. Um, but I am going to go with uh, number four. I'm going to hand to Pokemon Go, um, and it's dumb. It's it's really dumb for it. It's not dumb. People love that but, game. Um, as many problems as it had, and as much as people like loved and then hated it and then forgot about it. Um, I still think that it was, how do I put this? Like, it's it's not like, it's not revolutionary, but it also kind of is, um, especially because it's the first Nintendo thing to hit mobile devices. Um, Ar- arguably, sure, yes. What is, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. They were making a bigger deal about Super Mario Run because that's pure Nintendo or the other one's like Nyan. It's Nintendo property is completely not made by Nintendo. Yeah, sure. Okay. But it's the first Nintendo property sure. to hit. Uh, um, not Nintendo platforms. to hit not mm-hmm. Nintendo hardware yeah and it had a rocky start but um, but after you know after a bunch of tweaks and balancing and 
actually listening to feedback and fixing things, which is not something that Niantic had previously been known to do. Um, it's probably easier when they had like literal truckloads of money rolling up to their studios. <laughs> yeah, but they had Google money before. They had the full support of of. Well, that's probably meant, being like, a Google property. You guys before. go make a thing. That was probably what that meant. But I think they they probably did not have the truckloads of money that they had after Pokemon Go. Yeah, they. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> right. But but they still had like, you know, one percent of the user base. Sure. You know, to to worry about, et cetera, et cetera. But they were not a fast moving team whatsoever, ever uh, with with Ingress, and um, to see. And maybe it's just a case of lessons learned, but to see them, uh, to see them take what they what they learned from from Ingress and turn it into a brand new thing that's built on the same bones that works and actually is really cute and got a bunch of people excited for a very long time for you know for our current attention spans. Um, it was it's really awesome and it's it's really a fun cute innocent game that doesn't nickel and dime you to death that much unless you live in a place where you know where you're unfortunately without pokestops but um and they're they're still supporting it they just i guess they're rolling out some new new pokemans this year um or they already did i kind of stopped playing i don't i've only opened it once in the last few months but um but it's just a really surprising thing to come out and actually be something that I that I as good as I thought it could be um and to see people like getting together and hanging out in mass in you know parks and uh at his- historic places and to you know be out of the house and playing games with each other and around each other was really cool and so I think that deserves some proper praise yeah which it gets at number four that Good on you, proper. Go. Number four. <laughs> uh, my number four is Song of the Deep, which is uh, that cute, charming underwater platformer Metroidvania thing mm-hmm. that's basically Ori meets um, Never Alone. That game just came along at the right time. Um, just it's a it's an overall really nice game. It's it's fun. It's got a touch of challenge to it, but it's not impossible. It's not frustrating. Um, it's just it's just an interesting, creative one of those things, mm-hmm. and uh, there seem to be a lot of those kinds of things. But this one is one that seems of quality more so than some of the others I played. Um, and you know, it, it's it's like an Ori I can play. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way of putting it's it. It's like I want to see all your cute, charming content that you've made for this video game. I don't want a beautiful world like Ori that I never get to see because it's so goddamn difficult. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you mean like one of the games I. I tried to play this year, Fossil Echo. Oh. Which is goddamn gorgeous and fucking impossible. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a bad combination. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to see your art. Yeah. Um. All right. My number four, uh, Titanfall 2. Nice. Um, man, I, I, I would not have called Titanfall 2 being anywhere near my list after Mm-mm. Titanfall 1. Um, which again, was fine. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Titanfall 1 was like, I probably had a similar experience to like No Man's Sky, where it was like that first couple hours was like, holy fuck, how are they running this this mm-hmm. smooth? And man, you go like seamless transition into a mech and mm-hmm. like wall run and jump and shoot dudes. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait, that's all there is yep. to this, isn't it? Yeah. Like, 
and that whatever the thing that was supposed to be a story was hella lame. <laughs> and man, did they ever make up for it? Because that's the weirdest thing about Titanfall Two is you have a, a you know the ashes of former Infinity Ward, arguably making one of the greatest first person shooter single player campaigns in history in Call of Duty Four, and then to put out Titanfall Two that is multiplayer only essentially was like the hugest disservice they possibly could have done. And then in this, it's like, oh, there you are. Yeah. That's that's the studio. Holy shit, this campaign. Yeah. And man, that man, that campaign is just so good. It I is. mean, there are there are at least three sections I can vividly remember, like everything about them. Like, yep. like and that's saying a lot, like out of how many games I play this year. So. Yeah, I need to play that. You totally do. I do. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. One game I think may have taken the cake for the most time put into it this year mm-hmm. is my number three, Dark Souls 3. <laughs> Synergy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're either on board or you're not with the Dark Souls games at this point. I mm-hmm. don't see this making new converts of people going, oh, now I get it. But <laughs> Oh, I get it. Oh, but get it. <laughs> for people that were on board, like this is a really, really terrific version of that. You know, that kind of rights the wrongs that people like me, at least I know a lot Dark Souls 2 has its fans, but people like me were like, nah, fuck that game. Mm-hmm. This is what I wanted. And yeah, it's it's kind of it has just enough callbacks to the old one to make me go. Yeah, yes. Because yes. there are sections of this game that are, that are like, yeah, sign me up. This is yeah. the best. Yeah, it's Dark Souls. You know, but there's <laughs> of course, there's other parts that are like, nah, fuck everything about doing this. I'm glad I beat that once because now I never have to do that section ever again. So there are some parts that are like, yeah. There's some parts that are like, nah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. But it, it's just, it's a really, really great version of that type of game. Mm-hmm. And it was what I wanted. And if this is kind of like the last Dark Souls, I think I'm fine with that. You know, because playing the DLC, I've been kind of like, eh, you're not quite there, guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it is time to put it on the shelf for a while. But if they do, hell of a way to go out with this one. Yeah. My number three Fody of the Year. Yeah. Nice job. Fody of the Year. Fody of, of the Year. year. <laughs> Continuing a theme from dinner. Um, I keep going back and forth about where these where these are going to get placed. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and put Battlefield 1 as my number three. Um Oh, you just made <laughs> you made the tank sad. <laughs> no, no. Number three is a good place because of how much I like number two and number one. Um, mm. But Battlefield One has the 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 best pro- best single player campaign of a Battlefield game that I played, and you know the last three, I guess, including this one. So out of three, four, and this one, it's just astonishingly good. Um, and it looks incredible. It feels like the horror of 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 or what I assume is the horror of World War One, and I have learned a lot from it. Um, the The sad thing for for Battlefield One, and I I hate to kind of complain about things on the Fody list, but um, the thing that keeps it from being better is that despite the fact that it communicates the horror of war really well in the multiplayer, like, you know, the the speed with which you cease to be a human, it is also, it also feels like I'm just 
trying to scale a you know a sheer cliff uh, in terms of difficulty. Um, it just feels like it's it's way more difficult than um, than it should be. Um, at least for me, and that's that maybe just I suck at this game, and I'm never you know I'm never going to have a riotous good time with the multiplayer. But it just man, it just feels like I'm getting fucked all the time um metaphorically but it is good looking all of the you know all of the weapons are incredibly detailed all of the everything is incredibly detailed um it runs for the most part pretty good um multiplayer wise like the there have been some issues and they are taking them to heart and fixing them you know what seems like as fast as they can um but it's one of those I, I, as good as it is, and as well modeled and carefully constructed as it is, I keep getting hesitant to put it back in my PS4 to jump into the multiplayer and die a hundred thousand times again. So it's it's weird to to feel sort of negative about a game that I you know that I'm happy to put in my top five. I'm not you know if if I didn't feel like it belonged there, I would throw it out and only have a top four but um because i don't give a fuck about your rules um mm-hmm. but it deserves to be there because the single player is great and the multiplayer is well constructed as far as you know the visuals and mechanics i i just find it inaccessible and maybe it's because of the people who are playing it um, at the same time I was, maybe I need to play with people who are shittier or maybe they need to make their matchmaking better, but it just, it, it was difficult, but that fucking tank almost made me cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good enough reason. There you go. Yeah. Um, so my number three is Batman, the telltale series. Uh, you get to play as Batman in that game. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, and... figured, I figured it'd be DLC. Yeah, no, he, he's right there at the beginning <laughs> and you're him. Um, I, you know, I, I'm the champion of the Telltale games here on the show. Like like we were saying, pretty much everyone is, has their favorites, but it's dropped out and I keep playing them all and none of them have... They grab me, but then I lose interest. Whereas this one was just like, oh my God, I must consume the Batman. <laughs> yep. um, it You know, it's got good... You, you get to do cool detective shit and you get to do cool wreck dudes shit and the story goes in some fascinating directions. Um it works really like great as an episode cliffhanger thing should like each one ends and you're like, I got to play the next one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's good storytelling. It's good acting. Their engine is still kind of janky, but at this point I just have to accept that their engine is never going to be any better. That's never going to be the thing they're known for. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, their environmental button prompts are getting cooler Something about them don't seem video gamey anymore. They seem more natural. And even even though you're basically just dragons layering through your through the game, like Harlow was saying, it doesn't feel janky. It's not like you select a, a line of dialogue and then, you know, off you go. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I, I really really like the Batman game. It's good. Uh, my number three. Um, it's quality of game, but also time spent, and probably should won't come as too much of a surprise. Overwatch. Um, what? Yeah, Overwatch. It's, oh, that it's game. A game. Yeah, yeah. Man, wow. First time it's come up today. Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, popular video. Well, game. <laughs> I didn't want to get shunned by people who have never actually played the game, and you know, oh. are angry at all the people that are too into it on the internet. So, 
I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite character? I don't care. <laughs> okay, good. good answer. Yeah. Good answer. All right. Answer. All right. Answer. I can tell you who I who do you play, mean? I play best as. Tell who's that? Lucio. Okay. okay. I'm a damn good Lucio. So is your favorite your character Lucio. the one that stays by the payload? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so none of them. Uh, anyone that's not uh, Bastion. That's okay. pretty much my favorite character. Cool. Oh, but he's I a, just have a least. He's a favorite. robot. I we... really just have a least favorite. Yes, you're the robot fucked by Bastion. <laughs> Oh, Another no. goddamn thing he has done. <laughs> but he has a bird. Uh, he did have a good video, but still, fuck that guy. Okay. Um, no, I just, Ooh, I mean. Is the robot a man? I don't know. <laughs> Metaphorical guy. Um, if the tank's a lady, the, the, this tank robot with guy is a guy. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, dude, I well, have Bastion's no Bastion's a guy name, right? I mean, generally I don't speaking. Know. I don't sure. know. Why are you ladies? trying to gender names? <laughs> Just don't uh, what don't pay any so attention. So tell us about Overwatch. Why yeah. is Overwatch good? <laughs> um, it's it's a damn good game. I mean, it's Blizzard. Obviously, it's solidly made. Uh, but more than that, like if you're not particularly good at shooting dude games, you can still contribute to Overwatch. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing about it is there is probably a character for you to play, and it can be useful. I mean, I know. Look, if you're starting out, I don't give a shit. Play Bastion. Just stop. Like, it's the character. It's the training wheel mm-hmm. character. Like, at a certain point, you need to stop playing Bastion. Yeah. And somebody's got opinions <laughs> here. Good. You yeah. know, I, I, there's just nothing <laughs> nothing to the fucking character. It's sit in one place and shoot everybody as mm-hmm. they come around a corner. That's what, that's every Bastion. That's not skill. That's aim at a pixel and push button. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, it, it's still a great game, Bastion aside. It's there, there are varied <laughs> game modes and like clever, clever maps. Um, if you get into the lore, it's interesting that they have built this around these characters, which, for all intents and purposes, in the in the game mean fuck all. Like, I mean, it's like all right, there's, uh, you know. Angel nurse, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's Rasta doctor, there's uh, angel nurse, Rasta doctor, shooty grandma, yeah. um, <laughs> battle dad. Yeah, I mean, you know, there these characters have personality. If you care, if you don't, you just jump in the game and have a good time. Um, mm-hmm. It has good matchmaking. I've never played a single ranked match. I don't give a shit. It's fun to play pickup games. It. it it all works pretty well. And like, that's all I really need in my multiplayer shooters. It, it's, it's fun with randos. It's even better with people, you know, um, that's, that's the best it's thing. The best I type of about. multiplayer yeah. game. Yeah. It's just a damn yeah. solid game. I played a lot of it. I don't, I don't know <laughs> that I really conveyed exactly how much I played of it yeah. when it was new. And I was playing with, I mean, cause you know, when you, when you hop online and your friends are like, we're playing overwatch, it kind of suckers you in and mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. start playing more and more and more and more of a game. Well, so. for a while, you know, uh, I would come over on Wednesdays for podcasting mm-hmm. uh, for the movie podcast, bmfcast.com. And <laughs> is that a dollar? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, and you'd be like, you'd be fucking around playing Overwatch, mm-hmm. you know, and it, that was like a month or two yeah. that you'd be playing it. So I knew you were playing it. I sure. just didn't know that you were. I thought that no, might be your, much. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's weird to say. And like, you never I, talk about it. I was just kind of talking shit about Titanfall for being multiplayer only, and that's exactly what Overwatch is, and I'm okay with it. 
If it does it well, because I, mean, I well because I think it also just didn't even pretend to have a single player. It didn't like say like here's a campaign that's really just five maps strung together with a, yeah. the the loosest of narratives. <laughs> yeah, all you can do you can play against bots in yeah Overwatch, if you're just looking right? to practice and learn yeah. the map. Sure, that's about that's it. the only thing you can really do solo. Right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of playing solo, my number two game is The Witness. Oh hey, yeah, again, I remember saying at the beginning of the year, if the witness was not in my top five, mm-hmm. we had a damn good year. Mm-hmm. We still had a damn good year. Like this year, like compared to the past few years, there's nothing in here. I'm like, well, I guess it's in my top five. You know, yeah, because I mean, there were a lot. You know, there was fucking Arkham Knight last year and uh, Supercard a couple of years ago was in my top five, and it's like fuck those games. Like <laughs> for real though, like the witness is like the best version of mist and it's a game about learning yes. it, it's a game about learning mm-hmm. yet like i don't know i like i want to find the way to apply this to learning like useful things not like this is how you solve this type of puzzle you know because this like this game is so good about being like you just it here's a here's a thing figure it out and making you feel like a fucking genius for figuring that part out mm-hmm. and there are so many puzzles that are like you can bang your head against them, bang your head against them and not get anywhere until you're like, wait a minute. And then that one thing clicks and suddenly that whole sequence of puzzles is easy. And there's something that makes you just feel like a fucking genius badass going through that game and being like, all right, bam, 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 bam. Or you nailed can, all those puzzles. Yeah. Or you can like try to force a puzzle that you don't you don't understand the pieces to. And you feel like a giant dumbass forever mm-hmm. until you go back through the section that explains that to you yeah. and then walk back, walk right back up to that complicated puzzle and go, oh, yeah, ding, 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 mm-hmm. ding, ding, click. And it's also nice to just leave a section of the island and be like, you know what? I'm just going over to this jungle part and I'm going to try to do these. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and having a di- completely different part of your brain stimulated because it's like these are music based puzzles. Like you have to be listening to what it's doing to figure out how to solve the puzzle mm-hmm. as opposed to just looking at this line on the, you know, in a different area. It's, it's just, it, man. And then, you know, and then finding out near the end that, Oh shit. Are you serious game? When, when I found the environmental puzzles, it's probably one of the best moments I've had where it's like, you no, no, you're not doing this to me now. And realizing <laughs> that there's like a double the game there. Yeah. You know, kind of like, Oh like, man, I, yeah. I found those early on. I did not. And I remember like you being real cryptic about it, trying to tell yeah, me like, figure was, it out, man, yeah, figure it out. Just like watching, not watching obviously, but like you telling me about your gameplay experience. And I'm like, oh, he hasn't found that yet. He hasn't found it yet. He well, hasn't found it yet. He hasn't found like, it yet. Oh my God. When is he going to find it? I want to tell him. I want to just smash his face into this circle and drag it along the yeah. path. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is it's like, it, it doesn't click until you're looking at certain things in a specific way and mm-hmm. you just don't like, and even when I, I, I remember doing the part where they had the, uh, the explanation of it and it just didn't click for me. I'm like, well, that was dumb. Like, what does this stupid thing mean? And I wasn't looking at it the right way, mm-hmm. but there's also like, there's the story gets a bit too pretentious for its own good, especially with like clips from Tarkovsky movies and stuff where it's just like, I don't need an hour long clip of some guy discussing philosophy, you know, in this one movie room that's in there, but there are also audio logs throughout. And there's one near the end, like, like way late in the game where the people that are recording them actually stop 
and talk about what they're going to have for lunch. <laughs> and it's like one of the best moments in the game because it's been all this pretentious, like reading, you know, stuff that the astronauts wrote when they got back from space, you know, and all that. And you're like, okay, I get it. Like, you know, you want to do profound shit. And then there's just one where they're just like, you know, talking about getting lunch and discussing, well, do you think this is too pretentious or not? And it's like, <laughs> totally makes the game like a billion times better. Cause it's like, there's this moment of humanity in this whole thing. That's like mm-hmm. very much this super sterile environment. And I, I just, I think the game is genius. I think the challenge is one of the best things I've ever played despite never beating it. <laughs> and I just think it's a fantastic game. That's why it's my number two, two. I totally agree with you that it is a fantastic game, and I actually also totally agree with you that it's number two uh, in my favorites of the year. Um, the Witness made me feel this like the stupidest I've ever felt and the smartest I've ever felt, mm-hmm. um, sometimes at the same time. Um, I never actually got to the challenge because I, I burned through The Witness in a sickening fashion, like... I got real caught up in getting through the witness. Um, whereas you went for more of a completionist, I went for like get through like not quite a speed run, but I went the get enough lasers to open up the mountain so you can go mm-hmm. get in the mountain and do the shit. Do the finale, um, yeah, and get and do the finale, which I found out like moments later was not actually the finale of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the island and the puzzles and everything is so well designed in that mo- movie, um, in that game. It's just, it's, for being a fairly uh, simple-ish thing, it's kind of breathtaking in that everything, like how well everything works together. And I can't remember the guy's name who designed Jonathan the thing. Blow. Jonathan Blow. Um, Jonathan Blow is not a guy who I would have gone like, ah, yeah, Jonathan Blow, fucking great, good job. Um, cause I never really connected with any of his, you know, any of his stuff before, but this is fucking masterful. Like I'm humbled that there are people, that there's somebody on earth who can think up these fucking puzzles. <laughs> it's like, and he, you can say whatever, he, whatever you want about like the message that he may or may not have been trying to put through this game. And it feels like it's just kind of a puzzle game with somebody poking a finger in the eye of pretension but also being very pretentious about it mm-hmm. um it's like ah, i'm poking you in the eye mm, isn't that droll <laughs> i'm poking you in the eye that isn't covered by a monocle <laughs> right um wearing like three top hats and six pairs of spats and also a clown nose or something but mm-hmm. like just the the puzzle design floors me every time I think about it and then the fact that this entire thing the entire the island itself is a is a puzzle and it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma wrapped in a donut um, with some bacon and it, it all comes out to just one strangely satisfying game experience that might like I don't normally get into puzzle games because they are generally I generally just don't care. Like, I don't care to solve, you know, puzzles. I have... And they're usually lazily designed. Yeah. It's just like, here's a puzzle. Here's mm-hmm. another puzzle. Here's, mm-hmm. like, figure out this obscure thing. Or you have Mist, which is just... <laughs> Mist is just some, like, mean old 
genius laughing at you from a mountain with lightning bolts and shit. Um, whereas like the the witness feels like feels like the guy that's like, oh, come on, let me let me show you this. Let me show you this here. Look at it. Can you figure it out? Mm-hmm. No, you can do it. You can do it. Just just look. Just look. Just look at it. Just look at it. Okay, now do this one. Do this one. Do this one. Who's kind of carrying you along for the ride and is really excited to show you how to get to this crazy place, yeah. like a good teacher. Um, so it, it just, I, I got so engrossed with it and so for a while obsessed about getting that fucking mountain open and getting through it. And then once I got into the stupid mountain, getting through the stupid mountain and um, finally got to the end game and <laughs> uh, quote unquote, one of the end games and was just like the last set of puzzles was the cylindrical puzzles mm-hmm. and to have like gotten that far. And I'm like, Oh my God, these are the worst things. And these are so fucking stupid. I'm never going to get through these <laughs> and just walk up to each one of them. And those are the last things in the challenge, by the way, are they? It's two of them. And to just kind of like smoke through them fairly easily. Um, I had a couple had issues with a couple of them, but I was like, "This, this is it. I am the fucking king. Mm-hmm. I am the absolute god on earth of this world." And then it kind of put me in my place uh, shortly thereafter. <laughs> but it was an incredible experience, and I am so pleased that I caught wind of it and snagged it as soon as possible. And um, that's why it's number two. It's wonderful. So Chuck, yeah. what's your number two? Is your number two The Witness? Uh, it's very similar to The Witness. My okay. number two is Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yes, I, I have remarked on its similarities before. Um, Call of Duty, uh, last year's Call of Duty, Black Ops 3, was a huge disappointment for me. It was, it was, I think it to date, it is now the only Call of Duty game that I do not own. Um, it... Story mode in that got pretentious. I mean, it mm-hmm. just it it was a bunch of bullshit. It was a bunch of hot bullshit and did not do the things that Call of, uh, Black Ops One and Two did. Um, so I was hugely let down by that. But I I didn't know what I wanted from another Call of Duty game. And then here comes one in space that everyone was pissed off about because space isn't Call of Duty. Blah. Whatever. This is the most both sincere and biggest spectacle and coolest Call of Duty game in a long, long time. It it fails on the celebrity death thing of here's a celebrity bad guy. You're going to wreck his shit at some point in the game. It doesn't do that as well as it should. Mm -hmm. But the rest of it is done so well. I mean, these games have never had space dog fighting and there's space dog fighting in this game. And it's really good space dogs. It's, it's solid. It's a system that didn't exist in call of duty games. Mm -hmm. And now here it is. And it doesn't feel like some flash game or something. It's really well done. Um, like Harlow and I said, launching out of the, the, we're just, I'm going to call it a battle star. I don't care. Just launching out of your battle star, going off to do a space mission is the best thing. I can't, I can't convey how awesome it is. The first time it happens, I'm just like, oh my god, this is the best game ever. Um, god, just the 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 entire spectacle of the big like attack at the beginning during Space Fleet Week, and just it's the fact that it has so much heart. And again, d- 
dude bro space shootery game making me sad because it's the things that happen to the characters along the way aren't they don't feel cheap it feels like here's this mission this terribly tragic mission that these people are going to go on to save the universe and man it's it's moving and fun and exciting and big it's 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 what video games should be it does mm-hmm. all the things it really does all the things and i don't understand why people are dismissive of it. Even people who seem to like it are like, yeah, it's a, it's a good Call of Duty game. Mm-hmm. No, it's a great Call of Duty game. You know, I mean, you take the the murder boner moment that you get from the Russians taking over Burger World and you're like, put that into an, a space game and it's like, yes, I want all of this. Give <laughs> me all of these things. So, Infinite Warfare, number two. It's good. It's infinitely entertaining. I need to play that. <laughs> <laughs> How does it end? What? It never does. <laughs> it just it, goes on. It never changes. <laughs> um, yeah, my number two is uh, probably, again, based on time played, shouldn't be much of a surprise. Uh, for anyone, it's Civilization Six. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I mean, I almost feel like, duh. I mean, like, <laughs> I could just leave it right there because uh, any year that has a Civilization game come out, it's probably going to be under my top five. Unless I were to travel back in that year with Civilization Three, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, like I've been playing Civilization for more than Six. half of my life, mm-hmm. you know, like that's that's the reality there, and I don't mean like time spent playing, and I just mean from the first time I discovered Civilization was more than half my lifetime ago, um, and yeah, I, I I love the Civilization series. I I, I like that they give you alternate ways to win. It's not just a, a simple command and conquer style, kill everything. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I, if I, when I get bored, I start playing that way just for shits and giggles. But like, I enjoy a good cultural or science victory way more than a, a domination victory. Um, it's a little bit of a shame, like that they added in like a religious victory, but the religious victory plays out almost exactly like a domination victory in that you just basically build these new types of troops, except they happen to be zealots and, you know, things like that, that you send into someone else's country and spread religion and like take over their cities essentially. So it's mechanically feels almost exactly like a domination victory. And it's equally annoying that they can just waltz into your uh, area without you actually having declared war because that's kind of what they're doing. They're, they're converting your cities and changing your entire victory conditions if that's the way you're playing but still it's civilization it's my number two i played a lot of it (laughs) (laughs) seems to be a common thing in our number ones and twos and threes and fours and fives Mm -hmm. uh my number one which would probably be no surprise to anybody who's listened to the show over the course of the year is hitman season one oh yeah really (laughs) god damn everything i could want in a game like that's it's funny it's well constructed even when things go wrong it's still fun it's almost more fun when things go wrong. Um, th- it can be replayed in so many different ways. Uh, just all the challenges and goofy things that they point you towards in that game are, it's just everything about it's fun. And it, this is also a group that understands like IO understood how to put a level together in that they almost built a building 
And then they gave you reasons to go to each part of that building and mm. things to do in each part of that building. And then, you know, and just built the architecture and then worked their way back instead of making a path through and then making it look like a level. Mm-hmm. And God, and, and just the episodic model really made a huge difference. If I had just bought this game in a chunk, I would not have the love for it that I do. But having the escalation missions to go back to and the and the elusive targets and just all the content they put out over the course of the year and knowing that there, you know, there's a season two coming, which is just, hey, here's more levels of doing this same stuff with all these cool unlocks that you've gained along the way. Would you just, say there's a season two yeah. coming along? Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. They've already announced, like, like when the hard copy comes out, it's called Hitman Season 1. And Season 2 is basically just more DL, like a DLC season for it. Which nice. Very cool. Sign me up. I'm pre-ordering it whenever it's available. <laughs> I will get it because I can't wait to play more of it. And that's got to be the sign is when I have all these sorts of games out that I haven't played. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to play Hitman anyway. <laughs> it's... I can't... I. I didn't have even close to this amount of fun with anything else this year. And it's one of the most fun games I think I've ever played. I mean, I will think back on this generation and I know this is going to be, this has to be one of my favorites because it, it already feels like one of my favorite games of all time. It's got everything I could possibly want. That's why it's my Fody. <laughs> Congratulations. Hitman. Hitman. Hit that man. Mm-hmm. The Hitman story. All right, um, my number one is No Man's Sky, my favorite of the year. Um, and Chuck is laughing at me probably because he hates No Man's Sky no, and I, also me. I, yes. Um, but I did not get sucked into the you know hype vortex as strongly as everybody else did. I was excited about the game, but I was excited with expectations that were, I think quite mild compared to um, literally everyone else on the planet. Um, And I saw what No Man's Sky purported to be, which was a game where you, what I saw was you could get in and out of a spaceship, fly from the surface to space, to another planet, to another star system. And you could just go hang out and look at things and do stuff some stuff, what stuff, I don't know. And it kind of delivered exactly that to me. And I I found myself so entranced by the ch- by the opportunity in a game to just go look at shit. Just go hang out on a place. Maybe you mine some stuff, trade some stuff, but go just see what's out there. Like explore this world, find out what's going on learn about the species that are there and have a chill space game. Um, And they've since added the base building stuff, which I guess a lot of people felt that they were, you know, they really had to have, or it was the worst, it was the worse than the worst game um, in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the base building stuff has been, has been enjoyable. It's, you know, it's a little, it's a little fetch questy, but it makes me go learn about how to look for things in a way that I wouldn't have learned about before. Um, each step in that fetch questing sort of taught me a little bit about the universe 
itself, and it stopped me from being bored with the pursuit of the center of the galaxy. Um, it got me to pick it up and play it again and uh, enjoy some space that I wouldn't have enjoyed before. Um, it's It just was everything I wanted in this, what seemed to me like what was supposed to be a chill space game. And I got a chill space game, and it's just charming and i love the way it looks i love the way the ships look the way the aliens look it has its flaws and i know that it has its issues you know that we've discussed what seems like 100 hours ago now um Mm -hmm. but (laughs) for me it delivered and it was such a good experience for me to just fucking i should do drugs so that i maybe i could appreciate it in a in a certain way that i feel like i'm on the way to appreciating it, but it's it's a sort of zen out and do f- mellow space shit. <laughs> it's so I like their pizza. Yeah, right. <laughs> sounds pretty good. It's so hard to describe why it's why this resonates so well with me, but it's just it just everything about the game works for me, and I I don't feel shortchanged. I was a little bit disappointed that it was delayed. Some things were a little bit. A couple things were a little bit broken, but, you know, a couple patches in, and I know I lamented patches as well, but sometimes shit happens, and uh, and that's what you need. A couple patches later, I didn't have any more problems, and everything worked really, you know, worked really smooth, and the, everything about the game worked really well for me. It was my favorite. It may not be the best game of the year. Man, it's definitely not the most well-liked um, by any stretch of the imagination, but it was my favorite. It was the one that came out in 2016 that was my favorite of the year. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> nice that's job. That's why we have the 2016 Fody. Uh-huh. I like how diverse all our choices are. Mm-hmm. Mine's going to be different as well. Uh, my Is number also one, Call of Duty Space? Yes, also Infinite Warfare. <laughs> Uh, zombies mode. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number one is Forza Horizon 3. Mm. If I'm going by Harlow rules, it is the game that I consumed the most of in 2016. And I did that because it's an amazingly solid racing game. It's The Forza Horizon series is what is speaking to me in terms of racing games at this point. One of the things I like about it is it didn't even bother to give you tutorials about racing anymore. It's just, nope. you know how to drive a car. You know how these games work. Here's all the weird, crazy shit you're going to do. Let's teach you some of that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't go through the whole, like, now press this button to do this, or now yep. do this to go to the garage. It doesn't waste your time on any of that. It just drops you off a carrier helicopter and says, drive through the terrain of <laughs> Australia. And you're like, okay, cool. Let's do that. Um, the location is is great for all the different racing terrains they want you to go through. It looks great. It's fast. It's smooth. Uh, it's like a Ubisoft game in that there are a billion icons on the map, but it doesn't feel overwhelming. It just feels like, man, there's a lot to do in this game, and I could do some of it. I could do all of it. I, you know, whatever. Soundtrack's great. It's just yeah, soundtrack's all right. I think I the mean, soundtrack is it, great. It, it's, they're going downhill. I think they're. I don't know why. Yeah, they're not. They haven't been as good. They're progressively worse, but they are still. It's still. It's still. Mm-hmm. I enjoy. They fit the game. Yep, I'll say that. Um, it's a shame what they did to some of the songs to get their rating, but that's a totally different story. Um, it's just, it's just a really solid racing game and I love it. It's, it's God. Yeah. I forgot about bust a move. Yeah. That was, that's tragic. That was a crime against humanity. Yeah. But 
you know, like that Blizzard Mountain DLC came out and I just devoured it. I just like this is this is what I want. Give me this all of this and I will do all of it. Now I'm waiting for whatever the next thing is. Do the next thing. Give me that. Um, That's a game that I pop in like every day and just do a couple races. It's it's fantastic. Um, My number one Forza Horizon. There you go. Cool. I'm about to break my own rule because by no means did I play this game the number of hours that I played some of the other games, but I don't care. It's still my favorite of the year. <laughs> okay. And the fact that I haven't mentioned it, and if you've listened to me before, you should probably be able to guess, it's Uncharted 4. Oh, that's not uh, what I was going to guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, wondering when that would show up. Yeah, that's my favorite of the year. Um, Uncharted games are kind of like Star Trek movies. The Even ones are good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... It, 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 I... Uncharted is a strange series because I want everyone in the universe to play it. However, Uncharted 1 is like the Fast and the Furious. You just have to get through it to get to the good shit. Mm. Yep. Um, <laughs> like, it's not bad. The gameplay is a little bad. But, like, the story is still good. It's just, it's the one you have to get to to get to 2, which is still the best of the series. Three is a little bit of a step down, and four is, man, so right on par with two. It's just below it, and that is strong praise because two mm-hmm. is easily in my top five games of all time. Um, the strange thing is, I think there are moments in this one that are better than anything in two, but two from beginning to end is a better package. Mm. Um, there's stuff at the end of this game that I was totally not expecting. That is the best thing that. I... <sighs> I, I'm, I'm not trying to go with hyperbole, but it, it may be the best thing like Naughty Dog has ever done. And I know that includes all of Last of Us. Oh. Like, it's just, it's such a good, like, wrapper for this series that I kind of, I mean, as much as I love the Uncharted's, I'd be okay with if they're done with them. Like, that's how good the ending of, of 4 is. Hmm. Um, they're probably not. And, and I mean, it won't it won't really affect anything in the long run. Because, whatever. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to get spoilery, but there are ways that they could keep making more Uncharted or, you know, things in the Uncharted universe. It'd be fine, but it's just a damn fine. It's a damn solid game. And I, it's, there are incredible cinematic moments in something like Titanfall 2, but there is not another series that captures huge, oh, oh my God, cinematic moments like Uncharted does. And obviously with the, you know, the power of the ps4 now you know they can make this just look amazing Mm -hmm. and you know the fact that they only had to make it work on one piece of hardware they can make it look even more amazing because it's optimized you know perfectly right so um yeah that's my favorite of the year without a doubt nice man and all of us different number one no consensus yeah i don't think we barely had consensus i don't think we had a single thing across all our top fives the witness I did not play the witness. Yeah, you had three fours <laughs> Yeah, Four, Forza Horizons. That was as close as we got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the winner, Forza Horizon three. Nice job. Yeah. <laughs> Official Fody winner. Oh, is that right? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> probably actually not. It's actually probably the witness based on level. Because yeah. was that in your top five? Witness? No. Oh well, shit. Then never mind. Yeah. I don't know then. Because Forza was all, all in our top three or top fives, uh-huh. but they both had witness higher. Yeah. And as far as listener emails go, we had Ian pick Doom. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. We were supposed to read Dave, emails AKA between Robo those Pig, things. Yeah, pick Doom. 
the hell's and, happening? Uh, <laughs> Kyle, however, picked Uncharted 4 along with Harlow. Nice job, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle probably passed out like half an hour ago. Sure. He was listening. He was. I'm sure of it. <laughs> so Doom, Doom, and Uncharted 4. Doom, Doom, Uncharted 4, and I'm trying to find Adder Black's email. Or Twitter. His uh-huh. tweet. His Twitter. Oh, guess what? Doom? He Doom. picked Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Doom, I, a video yeah. game-ass video game. Yep. I, you know, on the next No Quarters, uh, if on they the want to write no in, quarters. and ca- I don't want them to like justify their pick, but I, I would like to hear... Like, what is it about this release of Doom that is doing it for you? Well, I can... I'll, I'll read Ian's email. Okay. I think Ian probably states it best, where he says, uh, My favorite game this year has got to be Doom. A lot of people have already said a lot of smart stuff about the game, about how confident it is, how it defied expectation, how it gets what the original game was about. All that's true, but I think it also stands as maybe the most successful reboot ever. In a time when we're getting reboots of a lot of stuff, including things nobody ever wanted rebooted, Doom really gets what Doom the game and Doom the 1990s phenomenon was all about. It managed to actually add to and improve on that mythos, in quotes, while being funny and respectful all at once. That's one hell haha, of an accomplishment. Happy New Year, Ian. <laughs> Except for my now defunct Game Informer email address. Yeah. Aww, I, I, I think that's I think that's really what I was trying to say is like, I, I think... We weren't all in on the 90s Doom yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a thing. We were aware of it. We all played it, but it was never like, yeah. oh, my God, Doom. Yeah. Like, I, I can imagine if they did, if Quake, if they pull off the same thing they did with Doom, I'd probably be the guy who's like, yes, mm-hmm. they fake, they, they get Quake. Yeah. They understand Quake. Yeah. Well, and I'm the sad guy that was like, hey, they made Duke Nukem forever. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, hey, yeah. I like Unreal. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. I like Unreal Championship. Well, yeah, except Unreal went weird, free to play. Yeah, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, anyway, I mean, anyway, I'm, with you, I'm with you. Unreal was like awesome. I mean, original Unreal was amazing. Sure. I liked it as a single player game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, at least we can agree that 2016, like, we all feel good about what we had in our top five. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Which you know, past few years it's been a little iffy, but it, it, I'm glad everyone's kind of figuring out. Xbox One and PS4. I, and I would say, like, up to November, it was a little iffy until, like, we all sat down and really went through, like, the year to really determine, you know, what came out in 2016, what did we play, what did we like? Because I remember, you know, I, at first I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to have a top five. But then when I sat down, I was like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. some really quality stuff. Yeah. You forget how much stuff... Games are coming out earlier now. Mm-hmm. So... Like, for me, like, Far Cry Primal seemed like it came out 100 years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, I started The Witness almost a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. Was, yeah, that's January release, yeah. so. Firewatch yeah, was early. It's good to have a good year, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Did some... Oh, yeah, Shadow Warrior 2 came out this year. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. We should check I was thinking out. about, you know, sort of semi-classic... The, the dumb old shooters. shooters. <laughs> yeah. I loved Shadow Warrior. Yeah. Who want us some wang? <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, you can play that in 2017. I can. It you can, can get you a, a Razer LED keyboard, and, and Wang will light up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That so is, dumb. Click it. So click great, it. though. <laughs> that is very true. But yeah, we've talked enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we need to get out of here. Okay. So, I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. This is No Quarters Out. <laughs>